What's good, internet? We're back. A dinosaur story. But in all seriousness, um, <laughs> welcome back to an all-new episode of The Magical Boys. We are a queer podcast that talks about games, anime, and manga, and all of that good shit in between from a queer perspective. It is I, one half of your hostess combo pack, DJ Kirkland, and I am joined by the ever-so-beardy Ruben Medina. Yeah, it's me, Jay Leno. I played Vorb in that movie. <laughs> I didn't know Walter Cronkite was in that movie. What the fuck? What, was Walter Cronkite really in that movie? As Captain New Eyes? Wow. Wow, Walter Cronkite. That was Journalist. a movie. That was, um, wasn't it like half like animated? Like It was kind of like the Who from Roger Rabbit situation to where it's like, oh, they're... There are 2D dinosaurs in a 3D world, like in like a in the real world or something. I don't know. It's actually been uh, such a long time since I've thought about that movie that I don't remember at all. I thought actually. when you when you said it, my brain instead of picturing what this movie is, pictured um, what is the Whoopi Goldberg Whoopi Goldberg dinosaur movie <laughs> where she's like a dinosaur cop or some shit? What is it? Theodore Rex is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I was like, are you thinking about the show that was on ABC, Dinosaurs? No, because Whoopi wasn't in that. Um, Whoopi was not in that, yeah. <laughs> no. Which I think I think Dinosaurs is on Netflix now, actually. It's on either that or Disney Plus, I think. Oh, Disney Plus is where it is, mm-hmm, I think, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is from the poster from Theodore Rex. If you haven't seen this poster, by the way, it's fucking wild. Uh, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg looks like she's dressed up in a Rhythm Nation outfit, first of all. <laughs> I mean, as she should be. As um, one should be. The world's toughest wait. The world's toughest cop is getting a brand new partner, and he's a real blast from the past. Oh no, not a blast from the past. Oh well, he's a dinosaur. So I mean, so I mean, I mean, you're right. <laughs> this man, the nineties were fucked up. Buck fucking wild. Buck Some of y'all too young to remember, especially the early nineties. I think people were yeah. coming off of the um, the like coke fueled rage of the eighties, where like everyone had money. And it mm-hmm. seemed like um, America was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And I think the early 90s was like, oh, all of that. But also, like, we love the world. So everything's also going to be, like, real inclusive. In a weird way, the 90s, like, didn't have that. But the 90s, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the 90s, like, like, hip-hop was mainstream all of a sudden. And, yeah. like, uh, and, like everyone, it was, like, really, really hyper um, multicultural in yes. this weird fake way that was, like, very specific to the 90s. Yes, yeah, it was, like, that was when we had, like, the height of so many, like, black TV sitcoms. Which were great. Which were all iconic and so good. And were on stations that weren't just, like, UPN. Right. Like, so many like of them ABC. were, like, on white people stations, basically, yes, right? like, on white people networks, like, CBS and NBC yeah. and all that shit, so. Because you yeah, go, like, we were, 10 we years everywhere. later, and they're all on UPN and, and like, WB. Like, right. None yeah, of them were all on ABC, NBC, CBS. Yeah, because by the time like 1999 hit, all that's all those shows were like syndicated, and then yes. they were basically like, "We are on UPN, and that's the <laughs> station for black people and other people that happen to be brown, not white." <laughs> like it was, it was very, it was very that energy, and it was very much that energy of like, you know, that this McDonald's commercial is for the blacks because it's like, you better come on in and get you a McMuffin. But two ninety nine. It's also only like, at McDonald's, like, and it, with like a hip hop beat behind it. <laughs> ba da ba ba ba. It was like way and, jazzier. Yeah, like, M- McDonald's on like ABC was like ba da ba ba ba. It's like really yeah. like nice and like chill. But if it was like yeah. on like any other uh, station, it was like way jazzy for some reason. Or, like, yeah. way hip hop. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they still do it, but that was also like, they I remember that being the thing on BBC and shit. Yes. It's like, wow, when I watch BBC, and not BBC shit, that's the opposite <laughs> of what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Come on down to McDonald's. Come on over to McDonald's, babes. <laughs> well, every one of the commercials for the BBC are black for some reason. They're very hip-hop oriented. <laughs> I would die. I would fucking die. <laughs> DJ, why can I think of the name of the fucking BET? Yeah, Close. yeah. You'd you'd watch be all the same. It's, it's the same. It's the you same. would watch BET, and I'd be like, all commercials are different. Yeah, yeah. honestly, like wildly different. Yeah, uh, such a such a weird way to start off this episode. But also, what a weird. It was a weird time though. Like there there is something about the early nineties to me that felt like simultaneously less like less racist than now, but also more racist still. Right. It was like okay. It was like way more inclusive. Like. Like, from a surface standpoint, because there yeah. were actually, like, more, like, black shows on on television, and there were, like, show, like sitcoms that starred black people, or, like, some people of color, or just had, like, very, like, diverse cast, but very diverse in a very, like, stereotypical way. So, yes. basically, it's what people think of today, is when they think about hashtag diversity, is what mm-hmm. they think is happening, but, like, no, there are actually shows that are happening that have, like, those people of those communities in the writers rooms like like insecure is nothing like a like the, a 90s sitcom that had that starred black women like it's mm-hmm. not it's like it's not the same it's not the same kind of deal but uh um, it's so weird to me but maybe i was yeah. like maybe i was too young to like for it to be like for me to like realize it but i also feel like back then it wasn't like oh these are like black sitcoms or black mm-hmm. shows they just mm-hmm. happened to be black yeah. cast with black families whereas like i feel like again you go like ten years later, and like even recently, where it's like, oh, this is a black show. Yeah, and it's just like, what? It's just an interesting, just an interesting difference that like, it's weird. This point, yeah. What thirty years ago, right? Yeah, it was just, it was just weird. It was weird that it was just like, yeah, we're all these shows, but it's still kind of fucked up. Yeah, like some of the content in the in the shows like didn't age well, but like for the most part, those shows are all still really fucking good. Fresh Prince is fantastic. Still. Oh yeah, it's, like it is, you'll have a problematic aged, thing here and there, but it's so yeah, good. Aged like a fine wine. Same with Living Single. It is just so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. Man, um, I, I tried watching Friends, and I was like, this show is so homophobic. Yeah, racist the, the, and awful. Yeah, the knockoff version of uh, us Living Single. So yeah, yeah, which was fantastic. Right. So I mean, you know. I never really like got into friends when I was growing up, so like that yeah. that that's my cultural blind spot of the nineties. I was like, no. Oh, what a no. what a nice blind spot to have. <laughs> but it's I mean, like, hey. just like it's like not seeing a gross thing. You're just yeah. like, oh, I'm blind to this terrible thing. But if that's your bag, then the best thing friends gave us was that fucking clap. That's it. Clap 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 clap. Yeah, clap 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 clap. Told you it was gonna be this way. Cup, 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 cup. Um, and that's it. The rest of it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to give y'all a little bit of background, um, over the weekend, um, well, last week, like late last week, I posted a picture of of an adult beverage. This is not an ad. Um, of an adult beverage. Um, and Wait, I was like, man, water if you want these are delicious. Like, Cutwater needs to pay me. Um, but there are these, like, if you're a drinker, there are these canned cocktails from this company called Cutwater. And they are delicious. They literally have cocktail, like any kind of cocktail you can think of, like Bloody Mary, 
mm-hmm. vodka soda, margarita, rum and coke, uh, all kinds of different like of like essential drinks that you can all go to any bar in the United States and get. Like they basically have those, but like in cans, mm-hmm. and in a world where there's like so many like oh alcoholic seltzers or whatever, like th- these are like boozy drinks. They're like. like a can, like, when I, when I was drinking the Mai Tais, they're 12.5, I think most of their stuff is, but they're 12.5 ABV. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is high. 12.5 is, is, like... Which is high, yes. Into, like, really high. Yeah, it's it's very high. Um, so we were, we were talking about that, and then I said, the Mai Tais are, are good, but they kind of have this weird, like, artificially sweet aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get a text from Ruben on, mm-hmm. on Saturday... And he was like, I got the Mai Tai cut water and it's hella good. And I'm like, how many have you had? You're like, one. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, are you feeling litty? Are you feeling a little litty? Because it's 12.5%. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, I'm feeling lit in. Yeah. I'm a little bit past litty. Yeah. And uh, then- <laughs> I looked at that tweet I sent you later. Didn't yeah. make any fucking sense. <laughs> it's like I stopped, I stopped knowing how English works halfway through that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Yo, time to drink. Blah, blah, blah. I just started. I don't know. Why I said words. I just hit enter. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, long story short, I drank all four of them, which is yeah. how many come in a pack. Yeah. Um, so which I haven't been drinking during yeah. most of the pandemic. Like I drink like here and there, but for the most part, like uh, like I'll have a drink here and there, but I haven't like been drunk in a second. Oh no, um, I, I I have more than I care to admit. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, oh no. Like after two, I felt pretty good, and I was like, well. These are pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Might as well. Cut, cut water, if you are listening, that's my my only thing. And uh, maybe the other flavors don't happen as much as like, yeah, there's a little bit of the, like a fake, a fake, I know like the ingredients, but there's like a fake sweetener aftertaste mm-hmm. that I hate. I'm like, just fucking either make it diet so I know it's going to taste like that or yeah. make it full sugar, whatever, so mm-hmm. I don't have that taste on the end. Because that is my number one, like most of these canned drinks have that. Yeah, where it's like there's a weird sweetener sucrose aftertaste thing going on that I just I do not like. Uh, the right. Bloody Mary is good. The spicy Bloody Mary is actually quite tasty. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, some people that for people that like Bloody Marys because I'm not one of them. I was like, this mm-hmm. is good for somebody, but that somebody is not me. Um, but that's good to know that the Bloody Mary is good. Um, yeah, so so we were talking, and then we I was like, I'm feeling chaotic, so I was just. I just like uh, I tried to FaceTime him, but he couldn't. Uh, but like I guess it didn't never it didn't go through. So I just uh, oh, I think I heard it on my phone, but I was just like, "What?" Like I was yeah. like, "It's a sound I'm not used to hearing." I was like, "What's right?" Happening? It's not something that you hear very often. Um, no. And so then I just met, I just uh, hit him up with a with a voice chat on on Discord, and so we just talked yeah. shit for like two hours, and we were like, we should just record an episode. So that's why we're here. So we're here because we need to be doing this more anyway, but also we had a great conversation, which we're going to talk a little bit about today as well as we get further into like the, the show. That's the that's the moral of the story is that um, we need to like just chaotically call each other, especially while drinking, and then remember that, oh, we could have just recorded that and made an episode. So let's yeah. just do that then. Yeah. Uh, DJ, I don't know if they have them. I think they're from Atlanta, so I don't know if they have them near you. But if um, I can't recommend, if you're looking for like a canned cocktail, yeah, uh, Tip Top, Tip Top, they're like little short cans, mm-hmm. um, but they are like, there's like nothing like fun, like the the sort of like almost a wine cooler for the weekend, like that everyone else is kind of doing, the yeah. cut water to some degree as well. Now Tip Top's like, yo, this is a can of an old fashioned, it's whiskey and bitters and sugar, 
Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all it's in here. It's just like going to the bar and getting old fashioned. Yeah. It's 37% ABV. Have fun. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, and it's great because it's like getting like a kind of like a two shot um, uh, old fashioned and it's delicious. Um, they're very, very good. But yeah, no, I want to try more of these. Uh, I don't know. We should just start tweeting at. Here we go. Tweet at DJ. Yes. When this episode comes out on Wednesday. Yeah. We'll tweet at Cutwater. Fans. I don't know. It's probably a bad idea. Tweet at Cutwater. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, let let Ruben and DJ review all the Cutwater flavors. I, they need honestly. I was we'll like, please send it. me a variety pack, and I will we'll gladly record. drink them all, and we'll probably die. But yeah. yes, <laughs> we'll put it on YouTube or mm-hmm. wherever you want it. Let me be a. I want to be an influencer. Yeah. Sure. So, um, my favorite is the vodka mule, which is basically a Moscow mule. Yeah. It's okay. only it's only like seven. It's seven percent, but like mm-hmm. that's fine. But it there's no weird aftertaste or anything. It's it just tastes exactly like a Moscow mule, and it's so good. It is. I think that's what I'll have to do is find the ones that don't have that that weird uh, aftertaste for me. Yeah. Um, um I want to try like the vodka soda with lime. I want to try that. And then they have like a rum and coke, which is just made with regular rum and not pineapple rum. So I want to try mm-hmm. that one too. Um, to to Cutwater's credit, I tried watching or tried uh, drinking rather um, uh, some other brand with a bird on it. I don't know what the brand was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the can like in the kitchen, but it was like I got it because it was like vodka, uh, vodka, watermelon, uh, vodka watermelon basil which i was like that mm-hmm. sounds like call mm-hmm. me bougie all you want basil sounds delicious in a drink it always is, is tasty to me it's yeah. nice nice herbaceousness right yes um and it was it was fucking both aaron and i got like a quarter of the way through a can we're just like yeah this is expensive ish but i'm gonna throw it out because i'm not enjoying this yeah <laughs> like, i yeah. just i don't want to get through it even uh so kudos to cutwater for not being that oh yeah they're they're great i i really like them a lot like if i'm gonna like in a post-pandemic world to where we can, like, safely go outside and go to a park with a bunch of friends and you can drink mm-hmm. at the park, like, since I'm in the Bay, like, a Dolores Park moment where you can just go to the park and drink and and smoke a little something-something. Um, these cut water th- drinks would be, like, the perfect thing to have at a little outdoor function like that. Um, also, the, the, the tequila margarita... It's also a twelve point five percent. It is very good. It's very it. very good. Oh, um, my friend had the mango margarita and said mm-hmm. it was bomb. So I, next time I go to the store to replenish my cut water <laughs> addiction, I'm gonna try the, <laughs> the mango margarita. Um, no, I, it's a problem. They're very good. Um, but yes. So not an ad for cut water cocktails, canned cocktails. However, um, besides drinking, uh, what have you been playing my friend oh well uh yeah let's we'll we'll talk about i guess what we talked about the other night later <laughs> um uh let's talk about just what we're playing yeah um so uh i've been playing i haven't been playing a lot lately i keep getting like weird um i don't know if any of y'all go through this but like i get a like a weird paralysis almost of just sitting at my computer yeah. reading internet things and wasting hours and hours doing that instead of yes. like going to do something i enjoy yes not that i don't enjoy just like being very online yes um but i'm like oh i just like that's like four hours i just basically wasted where i could have at least been making progress playing a video game yes um so um i haven't played 13 sentinels i'm almost done with it um Mm -hmm. if you like uh visual novels that game is very good Mm -hmm. uh i'm enjoying it a lot 
it is mega <clears throat> mega complicated without giving anything away um <clears throat> the storytelling in it is not only non-linear but also like between i don't know 15 different character perspectives um and it's like as as far as i can tell it's not just not just non-linear there's like mm-hmm. a couple other like things at play that make what you're seeing always kind of questionable um so uh i'm enjoying it a lot i'm probably in the last like 10 hours or so of it um it it has those two components it has like the the light novel stuff or or visual novel stuff rather and then it has a sort of like strategy ish gameplay which the strategy gameplay is really fun it's just mega easy um like it's very easy to get s rank on all those levels basically Mm -hmm. um but it's really, really good. Like, I'm, I'm very impressed by it. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that like said that it's amazing. Um, and I'm, what I'm hoping is like, I'm hoping that near the end I'll get like that story beat that just drops on you that kind yeah. of like clarifies what the fuck's going on for everything. Right. Because right. right now, if it doesn't do that, I know that there is a story there that makes sense. But I know that I'm gonna have to like beat it and then go watch an explainer to understand <laughs> yes. like fully what happened. Yes. Um. So I'm I'm hoping that it kind of like ties things together. But yeah, it is it is complicated. It makes um it makes near automata look very uh very simple and easy to understand by like <laughs> yeah. comparison. Or like Eva feels way more like tangible of what's going on to me even than this uh, in a lot of ways. Um, but it's it's very good. Um, and the other thing I haven't played a lot of it, but I played a little bit of Omori, which is uh this is like years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cat who's like yeah. a, a really great artist. Um, uh, love their stuff. Omocat kickstarted an RPG and the RPG, it's like definitely a, uh, uh, the way it looks and plays is definitely, definitely kind of a homage in some ways to earthbound. Mm-hmm. Um, but it like deals with like depression and like lots of like pretty serious, tough topics. Um, it's also like way more horror and like oriented than okay. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so I played the first couple hours of it. It's uh, really good. Like if you, again, if you like, if you really liked undertale, um, like that sort of like old vintage RPG feel, mm-hmm. um, but like more traditionally old RPG. And, uh, if you're like down to play something that as far as I can tell, is probably going to be very sad. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, it's very good, but honestly, like playing, I don't get scared like easily very often. Um, but I was playing the first like couple hours of, of it alone in my office at night, and I was like, there were just some moments I was like legit, just like this is, this is like it's like the sort of like uh, like just jump scare horror doesn't mm-hmm. give me that much, mm-hmm. but like like intense like depression, personal demons, yeah, like is what I'm seeing. That's the shit that'll, that'll get you liable. That's just shit that gets me. That's mm-hmm. the shit that gets me really bad. So I was just like, I'm okay playing the game, but I know when I try to go to bed, my brain's going to be like chugging on this stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So I need to go back to it. It's it's very uh, good so far. It's just, um, it's just a little intense is all. Uh, but that's that's really uh, that's really been it lately. Uh, mm-hmm. But how about you, DJ? What are you playing? Um. So I think I might have mentioned it on the last show that we did, but I am like really, really for real, for real like on cap not not on cap like no cap on god no like cap. <laughs> yeah see i'm old um yeah all cap wait yeah. no all cap. caps uh-huh. all caps uh-huh. no cap okay on god all caps i'm serious uh-huh yeah yeah in all caps yes final fantasy 14 <laughs> is my shit 
Um, I I knew like, and I'm pretty sure I said this before, but I knew that if I have the right set of circumstances, that I would love this game, and I got the right set of circumstances, and I absolutely love this game. So I've just been playing that. Uh, there was a a uh, like a Nintendo Direct equivalent, uh, a live letter. They called them live letters for Final Fantasy XIV. And they announced a new expansion, and we're going to the fucking moon, bitches! Um, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> and they're announcing new character classes and all that stuff, which is going to be cool. That's going to come out towards the end of the year. Um, so looking forward to that. So yeah, Final Fantasy XIV's been my shit. I've got two job classes at level 80. At, currently, I'm working on getting my next class, which is going to be a tank class, to 80. Uh, so I've been spending a lot of time with that. So... If you're also interested in playing Final Fantasy XIV, we do have a free company that's called uh, Maho Senshi. So if you want to play with us, uh, a bunch of people that listen to the show are there. And then just people that are like mutual friends of Ruben and I are there. And you can definitely play with us, join our free company, and we'll get you all the way together. If this is your first time playing Final Fantasy XIV like it was mine back in November... Um, we will happily get you up and off the ground, whether you're playing on PS4 or or PC. It doesn't matter because it's all cross-platform, whatever. So you can play with us. We'll get you set up. And I will put the details of the free company in the show description. But yes, join us. It's super fun. We love it. And our free company, like our show, is super queer. So join us and play Final Fantasy fourteen, And watch me be this big, giant boy that's wearing hot pink all the time because that's what I do in the game. Um, I love it. I love that game. So that's my monthly plug of Final Fantasy fourteen, and I'm pretty sure it's still on sale. <laughs> um, <laughs> but beyond that, I'm also playing Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is so, so good. Um, I really, really like this game a lot. This is, I believe, like the first Yakuza game to where they not only did an English dub track, but they also redid all of the lip flaps to match the English oh, dub track. Did. So, okay, for me, like, something that has all, because I'm such a, a I, I nitpick all the time and it's fucking annoying, but this the thing that always bugs me in certain games, if they bother to do English dub tracks, is that they don't redo the lip flaps to match the dub. So whenever a character is talking and then their mouth just keeps going blah, 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 blah. Cause it's, you know, it's not the same as it is in the Japanese version. It always kind of takes me out of it a little bit, but with uh, Yakuza like a dragon, they, they did the work and I'm glad that they invested that time. Cause I think I, I'm wondering because like the popularity of the Yakuza series has gotten only more and more popular as the games have been out in the West. So I'm glad they kind of felt like going all in on like a dragon because it really is an absolute blast, and the the localization is really good. I really like it a lot, um, and I like that they kind of took the spin of doing like a turn based RPG for the game versus it just being like you run around and beat up people. So it's cool. Like it's really really unique. The story is both very serious and also very silly at the same time. And as someone that loves camp, like I love games that do that. I love games that ride that duality of having very very, very serious moments, but also I have a crawfish as a summon that can pinch somebody in the nose and do a ton of damage. So, I love that. Um, yeah, it's very good. It is on... It's on 
Xbox and PlayStation, and I think probably at some point it's coming to PC. But it yeah, you can play be. it on both systems. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think um, I know with Xbox, it's the the Series X version is out. The mm-hmm. PS5 version isn't out yet, but you can just buy the PS4 version, and when the PS5 version comes out, you'll get the free upgrade. I think they've already yep. confirmed that for, yep, for that that's, game. Yeah, that's what I did. I just bought the PS4 version, and it's yeah. been playing that because there's not a lot of like. The only thing that I could imagine that's going to be different between the two is the is like reduced load times. The game yeah. looks exactly the same as it does on PS4 as it does on the Xbox Series X. So it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm curious. Like, I need. Well, I need to. I need to actually finish playing Zero because uh, I really like what I've played of Zero. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I want to. I want. I would like to take the time to play through, uh, at least a couple more of the, like old ones first. I think before yeah. I do like a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, which I heard that you can start like a dragon, without having played the other ones. Totally fine. Yeah. You won't be lost. There's yeah. like nice references to the old games that like are uh, nice if you've played the old ones. Yeah, uh, but you don't have to uh, have had done that. Yes. Um, and uh, the the because I know for me the thing that like the thing with Yakuza that I probably like the least honestly is the combat. Yeah. In the old games, um, I just the way that like it sort of like not teleports but like before fights start it kind of like zones you in mm-hmm. or like it's there's this weird like and I, I know it's part of the game but it's like there's always like the introduction text for like the people that you're fighting mm-hmm. and then when you do the final blow it's like a weird camera thing then that, that then kind of cuts back to a normal camera mm-hmm. and it's all just done in a way to me that like for me really bl- like breaks the flow in a way that i don't like i'm sure a lot of people do like that because that's mm-hmm. very clear like you're entering into um like a combat phase uh so i'm actually curious if i would dig the rpg style more honestly yeah so i will say that yakuza like a dragon does that as well um but it's like you, it, where, wherever you're fighting in wherever you're at in the, on the world map it's where you're fighting in the game so it doesn't like take you to like oh this is a generic looking area that's that's that has similar visual cues of the area that you're currently walking in the whole yeah. the whole conceit of the game is that um is that Ichiban, who's the main character that you're playing as, he loves Dragon Quest. Like, that's his thing. He loves Dragon Quest. And he talks about it all the time. And he wishes that he were the main character in a Dragon Quest game. So whenever he's fighting, he's, like, imagining that it's Dragon Quest. So um, what's cool is that there are different... Uh, in the game, You, you your character can take on, like, different, like, jobs like like job in like the literal sense like oh like your job is a oh i'm a construction worker or i'm a break dancer or i'm a k-pop a, a k-pop but like an, an idol or whatever um those are your jobs and like job classes in the game so your character can take on different different roles so whenever you're in battle what happens to not only you you and your cast of characters but the enemies they all kind of transform into like into like kind of like hyper over the top versions of the NPCs that you're that you're encountering. So you might encounter like a generic looking like salaryman NPC, but then he transforms into like this very like dramatic like version of like a salaryman. Mm-hmm. And they all have attacks that are super comical and based on like whatever their profession is. So mm-hmm. it's it's really, really funny. Like I encountered like a um someone that was a like a gang member of one of these organizations that are in the in the game and he's kind of like a more like exaggerated like 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 
gangster with like a very clever punny name. It's really, it's really funny. It's really, really mm. funny and clever. Um, so it does do that, but like it's also like totally leaning into the JRPG mechanic. It's got skill trees and well, I guess not really skill trees, but it's got like level progression for like, oh, once you hit this level, you unlock this ability for this particular job class. You can change job classes whenever you'd like, but you have to go to the uh like to like the uh like uh like a temp agency. Like you basically go to the temp agency to re-roll your job classes. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's all really well thought out to where it's like, oh, I want to change classes, so I need to go pick up a new part-time job. So you will like either like take time off from that one job and then take on another. It's it's really, really well done. And um what's funny is that they have this thing that's kind of like a dig towards Pokemon. Well, not really a dig, but kind of like mm-hmm. a funny jab to it. Um they call them Sujimon. And basically what it is, is like every time you encounter a battle in-game, if you encounter mm-hmm. a new enemy type, it's registered to your Suji decks. So <laughs> so they have the thing where it's like it's like gotta like gotta catch them all where they did like a play on that. Um it's mm-hmm. it's really funny. It's 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 a tongue-in-cheek localization, but again, it still gets the same themes and ideas across and all that stuff. So I mean, they really did an incredible job with that game. It is so much fun, and the cast of characters are so likable, like I don't know how anybody could play Yakuza like a dragon and not fall in love with Ichiban. He mm-hmm. is just so he's so good. He's such a good protagonist. Like how well, a lot of people love Kiryu. The... Like how people love Kiryu yes, in the previous yeah, games. Exactly. Like I like obs- obsessed with Ichiban. It's very very fun. I highly recommend it to anybody that has a PS4 uh, or Xbox to play that game. It's very good. Once again, my backlog is so bad right now, but I need to I need to play it. I need to get through Yakuza you, first. You though. should. You should play it. It's very good. But um, other than that, that's all that I've been playing. Um, Persona tomorrow, so by the time the show goes out, it'll be out. But Persona 5 Strikers will be out by the time this episode is aired, so I will be playing mm-hmm. that very soon because I need my children. I need to <laughs> see the Phantom Thieves again and go on another adventure with those kids because I love them so much. But that's all that I'm playing currently. I think all the early stuff I've heard about that game also sounds, even though like, um, so I, I'm always like, I'm always kind of eh on Musou games. Yeah. Um, even like the, the Zelda one that just came out. Yeah. Um, cause it's like, to me, it, it only just, it's only fun for like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get kind of bored with it. Yeah. But I've heard that there's enough, a lot of the early like previews for, uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Um, it's Strikers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, is it Strikers or Shuffle? It's, it's Strikers. Stri- right? It's Strikers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like there's enough. Uh, I've heard that like the game is way more persona yes. than you would expect from a Musou game. Like there's a lot more of the persona DNA and a lot more of the gameplay feels like persona in a lot of yes. ways, even though it is a Musou game. Yes. Um, which makes me interested. So I might I might play it down the road. Yeah, and it is technically canon. Um the game well, right? the the weird thing about this game is that it was in development before Persona 5 Royal came out. So mm. one of the characters that's in Royal is not in Strikers, and I am very sad about that. But also that game has been out in Japan for nearly a year already. So yeah. like it's it is what it is. Um, so it's just a weird, it's a weird timing thing for people in the West that are playing it because of the timing of Persona 5 Royal versus the time of Strikers. But either way, but people are saying like it, it takes place after the summer, the summer, the summer after the events of Persona 5. So mm-hmm. technically it's a canon story, 
which it almost could be Persona 5 too. If people called it that, people would have been like, no, that's fine. But uh, <laughs> I would have loved that if it were like yeah. Persona 5 too. Even if it were just like turn-based like the original game was. But I'm I'm a whore for Persona as a series in general. But like the cast in 5, I just love so, so, so much. But uh, yeah, um, it looks like you and I are watching a lot of the same things. So do you want to talk yeah. about WandaVision? Yeah, I want to. Well, I don't want to. I mean, I know a lot of people are catching up, so yes. let's talk about it. Um, like too detailed. Yes, but, let's not go into because uh, that show is like so intensely. Um, spoilers like everywhere. It's, like, oh my god! Yeah, big big revelation. Um, it's really good. Like it's, I love I'm, it. I'm really, I'm really, really, really glad that. Um, for me, one of the biggest issues with, uh, with the MCU, is they found a formula which was kind of that like whedon-esque snarky like writing um and then they took like the russo brothers action yes uh which i think the russo brothers uh directed stuff is is much better than the whedon stuff that was early on Mm -hmm. um like uh but uh they found that formula and every movie kind of started just like feeling like it was another one of those movies Mm -hmm. um that's why i was really really excited when uh, ant-man was gonna be edgar wright uh because edgar wright has such a specific direction style and specific voice Um, and then it wasn't edgar wright anymore because of um differences Mm -hmm. um that's why i was excited when it was um is it peter what's his name peter gunn um for guardians of the galaxy because like that dude comes from oh james gunn a like James Gunn, thank you. Yeah, yeah. When it was James Gunn for that, because like that dude it comes from a like kind of B movie sophomore humor background. That's yeah. why Guardians felt really different initially. Um, same with like Taika Waititi directing um, uh, Ragnarok, which Ragnarok is, I think, the, probably the best out of all the MCU stuff. Like Ragnarok yeah. and like Infinity War stuff is to me the best stuff that the whole series has been. Yeah. Um, so. I was worried that I wouldn't have like a lot of reasons to care about this new phase mm-hmm. basically of Marvel stuff. Um, they let WandaVision just be so weird. Yes. And they let it be so weird for like a couple episodes. Um, I even thought it was really funny that there's articles that was like, uh, you know, articles that were talking about WandaVision's pacing issues. And I was just like, that's ridiculous. I think people forgot how TV works because yeah. of like Netflix binge, like Netflix binge culture. We can watch everything. Yeah, and it's like no, like that's that's how TV works. Like yes. it's episodic. Yeah, it should be a slow burn. I don't want to know the big twist at the end of the first episode. I right. think like you want to have a uh, you want to have like I was talking about this with Aaron actually. Like I get I get for a new series if like the first episode is a like double length. Or they drop the first two or three episodes at once. Yeah. Because maybe it takes your your TV show a couple episodes to like show what the hook is. Yeah. Because I do think ending your first episode kind of clearly being like, hey, this is what this show is or this is the hook mm-hmm. is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to know exactly what the show is or like I don't need to see, oh, hey, here's right. like how it ties into the MCU. Yes. Two episodes in. That's so boring to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan. I mean, I think it also to a testament that you and I are um, older than some. That like, <laughs> there's something that's actually way more enjoyable to me about the the traditional like, oh, this show airs once a week format, just mm-hmm. like traditional television uh, schedules. Like, I I honestly like having something to look forward to every week for 
mm-hmm. eight to ten weeks or however long the show's season is. Like I really, it's- I really, really like that. And I also think it gives in this age of like everybody having to air out their hot takes the second something airs. I mm-hmm. think what this does, it allows the conversation to keep going for more than just a weekend, right? Like it's better for everybody. That it's, way, yeah, it's right? better for it's everyone. Better, I think for viewers, like for me, it's like yes. Do I want to binge stuff sometimes? For sure. If it's if I have access to it, I will. But yes. I tend to remember things better or grow more of a fondness for them. Yes. Or just like uh, I have time to decompress with things. Yeah. Yeah. If it's if it's uh, if how much of it I watch is like metered like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, why why would you want your thirteen episode TV show you spent millions of dollars working on to be in the zeitgeist for a week or two? Right. At most, why not? Why would you not want it to be what everyone talks about for half a year? Right. Um, like that just seems so dumb to me to be like, yeah, we this huge series and everyone's gonna watch it. I guess maybe, but like, no one's gonna talk about it for more than a week or two. Right. And the moment it comes out people can get spoiled for the entire thing yeah. in the first week. Right. Like, it's bad enough that WandaVision, like, Friday morning, like, I can't look at the internet Friday morning for spoilers for that show because people get crazy about it. But at least it's just, like, a spoiler for the new episode and not, like, here's how the season ended. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, especially coming from a an anime background, too, to where we mm-hmm. are, when we, we were, you know, when we were obtaining anime in ways that were n- that were not available to us today, to where there was always this com- like this weekly thing to look forward to, it's like oh here it comes, it's every Thursday is our thing. Like so that's why I still value things like um, with uh, with as problematic as Repulse Drag Race is. It's why I still value stuff like that is because it's like oh I have the thing to look forward to every week. Like it's gonna be like the the highlight of that day is gonna be this program. So like. I would much prefer more shows to to do the weekly thing again, and I think it only uh, serves the conversation around the thing to go on to be the topic of conversation even longer. Like that's mm-hmm. ultimately what what people want, right? Like, yeah, like uh, yeah, we could watch all of Bridgerton, which which I believe both you and I did, <laughs> and yeah. and like. But, like, nobody's really talking about it like that anymore. How more interesting would it have been that Bridgerton is airing weekly and that it also also coincided with the very hot guy? I don't I don't know the actor's name, but he was just Oof. he was just hosting on SNL. My God, yeah. Like he just hosted uh, yeah, SNL this past beautiful. weekend. Like, yeah, people are probably still like talking about Bridgerton like passively as like now that it's out and people have had more time to kind of sit and think and sit with it for a bit. But, Imagine being like Bridgerton's out this week, but also Saturday night, the Duke is hosting SNL. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I feel like it has more like impact from like a publicity and like a media standpoint of like of having that conversation of it of it being the thing that's on that's on everybody's timeline. Like everybody talked about Bridgerton when it aired, but then, you know, I don't really see a lot of people talking about it now because it's done. No, they've moved on also, to, like, to WandaVision. It would have been more interesting and more impactful. Had I like, if Bridgerton is like shifting gears to Bridgerton really quickly, it is like, Oh, this is like a pretty good, like soap opera E Regency era, but like with people of color, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, like show, but then you get like halfway through Bridgerton and it's like, so much of that show becomes about uh nutting like it's yeah. just like 
<laughs> that it does. show just becomes about the nut. Um, <laughs> it, it and really I think does. it would have been like, it would have been wild, like to see that week after week and yeah. be like, this show is, this show is still a softcore porn. Yeah. And like about the nut. Yes. A month later. Yeah. Like I would have just been like, they, wow, this show just shifted gears hard. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I would have, it would just would have, uh, I would have talked about it more. Supposedly, I don't know if this is true, uh, but supposedly I know. So there are some Netflix shows in America now that do come out weekly. From my understanding, in other countries, a lot of other countries, Netflix doesn't do the binge thing as often. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of other series. I know this is the case, especially for um, uh, anime in Japan. Yeah. Like Beastars, any any Netflix picked up anime, like Beastars season two is happening right now, which I haven't yeah. seen any of it because uh, we won't get it until the whole thing's done. Um, but like Beastars in Japan comes out weekly. Yeah. Just like anything else does. Um, yeah. We won't get it until the entire season's done and they do all of the, the dubbing and everything. Yeah. Uh, which I get like for, for you know, simul dubbing's hard. It's hard to have quick turnaround on. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, last time I checked, I'm pretty sure if I like fake my location with a VPN mm-hmm. to, <laughs> excuse me, log into Japanese Netflix, uh, I'm pretty sure English subtitles are already in there. Yeah. Uh, so it's just... I th- it would just be cool if Netflix did that more often. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I wish, I, specifically for anime, like, I hate the fact that stuff that I really want to watch and, like, be in the conversation about is stuck in Netflix show for six months. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not really a big fan of that. And I mean, it's, and it probably wouldn't be as long if we weren't still in the middle of a personal pan pizza. But, absolutely. like, it, it, it's, it is kind of a bummer. So, that's, and, and also, so, totally side side note on this the only thing that i kind of take issue with with netflix getting the rights to lots of different anime is that we will never have a physical release of those things like i would yeah. love to own the great pretender i would love to own mm-hmm. b stars but we are never going to get those as physical media because it's a netflix thing and they don't do physical distribution of any of their stuff so i would think yeah and it's it's wild to me i would think that that netflix what they would have done, which I guess doesn't make sense for their business model, I guess. Right. Um, is like team up with Funimation or team up with, with someone who has an American distribution system. Yeah. Um, and just be like, cool, it's going to be on Netflix, but you can like, you can go in on this. Like you guys will pay for part of this license with us yeah. so that you guys have North American distribution rights to release Blu-rays for or yeah. something. Um, that just seems because that's the thing yeah. like, you don't, it, it, with digital media in a digital world like you don't own anything right. you're renting the you're you are paying for the right to like execute a license yeah. for digital stuff yeah um and the moment a company wants to be like ah, oh, we don't have that on our platform anymore or even like uh we're taking down the service the servers are gone you just don't anymore yeah um so yeah it, it would be nice to be able to own stuff like that mm-hmm. um uh, but yeah, WandaVision is very good so far, and it's, I think it's good because it's weird. Yeah. My, my only concern is that it, it'll become less weird the more they have to tie it into MCU stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping it finds a way to like to, to walk that balance between tying into MCU stuff but still being weird. Which, the end of the last episode, I think did a good job mm-hmm. of still being really weird. Yeah, and like revealing some stuff, and like still being very Wandavisiony. Yeah, um, so yeah. I'm hoping it, it does a good job with that. Yeah, like forward. I and I and I also think personally that them focusing more on the small screen and not just doing big, big uh, silver screen blowouts like in movie theaters gives 
gives us as the as the audience more time to really like get to know these characters and to actually care about them because honestly there we don't really get to see a whole lot of of uh wanda or vision in the mcu stuff we get certain set piece scenes with them but we never would have had this much time with them if they if wandavision was just a movie like if this was just the new like the next like the solo wanda maximov movie like we like we wouldn't have this much time with them so i honestly think the mcu making a shift or like just prioritizing television as well as part of this whole collected universe is only doing them doing them a favor and getting more people to care about these characters that aren't just iron man and captain america like i am super super excited about the falcon and winter soldier show like i'm very excited about that Mm -hmm. like for me like the MCU stuff is my own, my biggest exposure to everything Marvel to begin with anyway, because I wasn't really big into Cape Comics as a kid. So, yeah. like, this stuff is really fun for me. Like, I'm really enjoying it a lot. Like, and I'm getting to experience these characters that have a, that have so much of a legacy with decades of comics in, like, a new, fun way. So, like, I really like the MCU stuff for that, because it's kind of giving us a different, a different take on these iconic characters that are that are honestly in comics history. So honestly, like bring on more MCU shows. Like mm. I know that for my husband Agents of Shield was like his favorite thing in the world. Like he he loved that show and it's now over, but I'm hoping that we get beyond the uh uh Falcon and Winter Soldier show that we get more stuff that's on on like Disney Plus or whatever, not just um movies i would love that yeah i mean i think i think most things um uh and like movies are great i still really enjoy movies but i I do think that most things actually benefit from being you know a, a tv series or like a really well put together mini series like yes. um the 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 watchman hbo series is amazing it's so good like it's far better than any movie could have been um yeah. because it had the time it had the time to yeah. like develop um i feel that way about like spider-man's my favorite always will be always has been Mm -hmm. my favorite superhero um i think having big movies for spider-man is bad i think that like is not what makes spider-man interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, i still really like those movies and they're really fun but uh spider-man is best as a like street level hero yeah who's just like Spider-Man in space helping Avengers, that shit is cool because that's not what he normally does. Right, right, right. Like, right. It's it's him kind of like working at a scale that he's not used to yeah. in a professional setting that he's not used to, which is why it's funny and interesting when it happens. Yes. Otherwise, like, nah, like he's the kid from Queens. Like he should just be taking care of New York. Yeah. Um, and I like make stop making Spider-Man movies. They never will because they make too much money. Yeah. Like, stop making Spider-Man movies, make a Spider-Man TV show. Uh, let Hannah Blumenreich write it. Um, who did like those amazing like Spider-Man comics from like a couple years back? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like Hannah just like really nailed Peter Parker's voice mm-hmm. of just like he's just a kid uh, who helps like people on the street. Yeah, and he's awkward and he's young and he's like a huge nerd, so he's probably an anime fan. Yeah. Like it's that's like what Spider-Man yeah. really really should be I, for me. I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But everything's got to be 
everything's got to be movies because like people like those big numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm hoping we get we get more of that stuff in TV form. Me too. Um, let's try to see if the other stuff. Uh, I think we're both watching Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. Um, which is it's good. New Naruto is good. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen is very good. Um, I also, just, it is just new Naruto in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it is new Naruto. Yeah, um, yeah. I, but that's how Shonen is. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, and, and if you and if you are you know any person that consumes anime at all, and you know what to kind of expect with like a Shonen anime, then you're going to get that with Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's really cool, and I didn't know that there was already a dub for Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It has, um, I actually, like, uh, I, I was watching it, and I was like, you know what, let me, a lot of my friends have been talking about the manga for a while, so let me just start reading the manga. Um, the manga's really good, uh, enough to the point where, like, I caught up on the manga in, like, two days, because mm-hmm. I was just like, let me blast through this. Because, um, like, the manga really, like, goes some places. Yeah. The arc that just finished up in the manga is, like, a big, everything's kind of changed mm-hmm. now, and, like, what the fuck is this going to look like moving forward yeah. arc, which is great. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, um... It, it's it's very Naruto. There's so many things in a, in a where I'm just like, this is this is just a lot of Naruto, but just not it's not ninjas explicitly. Mm-hmm. Um, my only qualm with with uh, the main character for me in in Jujutsu Kaisen is just like he's a sweet boy. He's just a little bit boring. Mm-hmm. Like I just want a little like Naruto was a, like a punk, and that's why like I liked Naruto as a main character, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I like I like. Uh, uh, the main character in Demon Slayer, whose name is I'm blanking Tanjiro. on, but it's like Tanjiro is like such a sweet, like it's like so intensely sweet, mm-hmm. and his relationship with his sister is so like central to what's going on yeah. that it's like that was kind of the hook for me as the main character. Yeah. Uh, for sure, Shonen series frequently the main character is the most boring character in a lot of ways, right. um, and there's nothing wrong with the lead in Jujutsu Kaisen. He's like a really sweet boy. Yeah. Um, the thing that is unique, I think, about Jujutsu Kaisen, not unique, um, but that it's doing but what well, stands out is that, yeah, what stands out is like the women in it are really rad. Yeah. Like a lot of really strong, really dope uh, uh, women characters in it that like are have like stories and character development. Like they're still not the like main characters, unfortunately, of course. but there's better than most shonen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there. God, what was it? There was a Polygon article the other week. That I was just like, I can't. I have to stop reading anime articles because, like, they all talk about anime like it wasn't there ten years ago. Yeah, and it was like they were saying some good things about Jujutsu Kaisen that I was like, I agree with this, but then also being like, these things have never happened before. It's like, but they uh, have happened. One of the yeah. one of the lens one of the lens of articles like explicitly how um, the main character in in Jujutsu Kaisen has uh, like a demon inside of him, Sukuna. He has a cursed a cursed uh, like the strongest cursed yeah uh, or curse rather inside of him yeah and that's like part of it is like kind of dealing with this curse and letting it take over him sometimes that's literally what happens in our strength that's naruto and the article is just like oh it's such a this is what part of one of the things that like hasn't happened before it makes it stand out and i was like that's that's what the that's nine tails is. Literally, the nine tail demon in, in Naruto is. That's literally that's what all the tail demons are. That's what they are. Like that's the whole thing. That's the whole. Anyway, yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, I can't, I can't, I got, I just gotta, and like, no, no offense to that writer, no, like, I'm the way they worded it, I, I could see how they weren't, um, like, they were just pointing out that it was a, I think, an explicitly like interesting thing, yes, in this, but I'm always just like that, no, like, it's when, it's when that somebody wrote the article that was just like, uh, what's different about My Hero Academia is they let boys cry, and I was like, have you never watched Shonen? Ha- have you not every boy ha- cries in Shonen? Have you not watched a single Shonen anime from the past? 25 years 
Like everybody cries in JoJo. Every, everybody cries in JoJo. <laughs> People cry in Yu Yu Hakusho. Like Naruto Ner- all the time. Every, everybody cries in Naruto like all the time. One Piece. One Constantly. yes, One Piece. Like like the first episode, One Piece. Like like in most anime, even most anime for like for boys yeah. or for young boys, where that's like the target demographic, right? Yeah. Because culturally, like crying is not like crying isn't an emasculating thing in Japan the same way it's seen as in the West. So it's yeah. really, really common. Yes. Um, but I was just like, y'all, you gotta, oh, you're getting paid to write these articles. You gotta, like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, say whatever you want, but just do some research, please. Yeah, uh, honestly. It's gonna drive me crazy. Honestly, yes, yes. No, I completely agree. Uh, but yeah, JJK is good. I definitely recommend it. Oh, my only thing about JJK, I think it's the, it might be the director or the, whoever it is at MAPPA who did uh, God, of, God of High School. Right? Mm-hmm. I think God of High School? Yeah, right? I think so. Um, that, I think that their style is they love really dynamic stuff, which is cool and sometimes yeah. is great. But I think that like they love it to the detriment of like good cohesive animation yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and it having like a place and an impact for it because like it's like when you yes. when you get all of that like bitch, I love Sakuga. Like I love mm-hmm. I love Sakuga all day. But like there's Let's go crazy, Let's get all those frames. Like you know, like I live for that. But like not every moment necessarily needs to be that and i think it also takes away from those moments like really being impactful when everything is just like off the rails all, at all times so i think mm-hmm. it, it having peaks and valleys and moments to build to those really special moments is really cool like i mean there's a whole conversation to be had about people that say that they enjoy anime quote unquote but then they only look up for the fight scenes but not watch anything else like there's mm-hmm. like there's that whole thing which is a really funny thing that people get dragged on on tiktok about on a regular basis it's so funny <laughs> um but yeah i think those moments are it loses why they're so special when it's happening mm-hmm. all the time and there's funny things because like some of the fights in that show like look really good yeah um, and have a really great like character animation, not just like big fight animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of those fights, I sent DJ, I, I clipped a gif of it the other day, like the most recent episode, where it looks like looks like there was just like one animation was this one layer, and then you know this is how animation works; it is in layers. But like the animation with the characters, just it's it looked like they made it without knowing what was going to be in the background because mm-hmm. things just like float on top of each other without friction and are just like moving around erratically kind of for no reason and i'm sure a lot of people will look at it and be like oh like the animation is amazing here and it's like there is a lot happening yeah like there's a lot of frames for yeah. sure yeah. but like not it's it's a mess is any of this cohesive um, so, is it clear does it make sense is it readable like exactly yeah. which are all part of good animation yeah. so that's my only my only qualm with i think jjk is getting a really good adaptation i think it for a lot of shonen adaptations which, which are like frequently very disappointing um I think it's really, really good by that standard. Mm-hmm. Also, like, not everything's going to look like fucking uh, Kiyoani stuff. Like, especially when you're working on the action. Like, I, I don't think I've seen it. I can think of a shonen series where episodes look like animation is consistent the entire episode. Right. It's almost always really low key, not a lot of animation, and then like lots of animation for the fight scene. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would, I would so much rather just see like good, consistent character animation the entire time even if it meant the fight scenes were a little bit less mm-hmm. uh bombastic um because that's like you you see that in uh, shoujo adaptations all the time and again like kiwani stuff where it's just like no this just looks good mm-hmm. but also like the industry's rough 
I yeah, you guys are doing, and especially during COVID animators. too. It's, it's not on you. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a lot going on. So I mean, we can sit here and nitpick it all day, but like there are you know at the end of the day, there's still like people that are working really really hard on this stuff. Like no matter what, yeah, exactly. No matter what, yeah. Um, what else are we watching? Uh, you're watching the current season of Promise Neverland, and I haven't yeah. I haven't watched it yet because I've heard things. <laughs> so okay so here's i have a friend who's not a manga reader for he's not a manga reader period but he's not a manga reader for promised neverland specifically yeah and as someone who has not read the manga he seems to be he seems to still be enjoying the new season quite a bit yeah um not as much as to the first season it seems but like still is enjoying the new season because he has no idea like what's not in it um to without like spoiling anything Season two of Promised Neverland, basically, like, like the first the first episode or two were faithful. And I, I'm also, I don't think that an adaptation, uh, I don't think an anime has to be a one-to-one adaptation of a manga. Yes. I think it is a different medium where different things work yep. uh, uh, better or not as well as, as what works in a manga, as well as, like, um, uh, I think also it's a time where you can make some new decisions, um, which is fine. Uh, I think that, like, as much as I think uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is the better anime mm-hmm. out of those two, yeah. there's a lot of shit in the original FMA that I love. Yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah, um, that's that was stuff that wasn't in the manga because they they had to diverge at some point. Um, so, uh, Promise Neverland is like following the manga. First season does a really good job of it. First two episodes of the new season, first episode or two, yeah, follow it pretty closely, and then they just skipped like 60 chapters oh yikes like like no lie literally they just like just 60 chapters of that manga and it's not only like 60 chapters of it it's uh like some stuff that's like really cool and really important to the plot in the manga Mm -hmm. and what many people consider to be the best arc of the manga which is the goldie pond arc Uh, and the goldie pond arc is like it not necessarily kind of like it's a big hunt arc uh, not quite a battle royale, but it is a thing where it's like everyone's getting hunted, and it's really intense, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a bunch of really good characters in it that are important later in the series yeah. in some ways. And the anime was just like, nah, none of that. Um, we're just gonna skip ahead. So they've skipped ahead to a part where a character it comes back, and there's no payoff because for the manga, like. That character was gone for like two years. Yeah. And now that character's been gone for like a, just a little bit. Yeah. So it feels weird. It doesn't feel like you the show the show could be like, hey, it's years later, but you as a viewer haven't experienced that. Right. So it's just kind of like, oh okay, so there's no payoff here. I haven't watched the newest episode, but I saw um when that new character comes when that character comes back, some new characters get introduced that are part of like their posse, basically. Yeah. Um and someone posted like the designs for them in the anime versus the manga, and like <laughs> all the designs are just really watered down and just look really bad. Oh no! They just made them totally different. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not. There are people that are like cancel season three. This is like people are like fucking livid about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not livid about it. It's just like oh, uh, this is something I was really looking forward to, and yeah. I would have been okay if it was different in some ways. Yeah. But like, it's just it's just wild to me to cut out like like it's it's like the equivalent of like if you if you read One Piece. Yeah. Um. It's like if the uh, it's like if the end of a uh, shit I can't remember the name of it, uh, but basically like the the arc 
with Ace when all the pirates come together mm-hmm. around uh, what's supposed to be Ace's execution, mm-hmm. which is like the culmination of everything right before the time skip. Yeah. Uh, in, in One Piece. Uh, it's like if that just wasn't in the anime. Yikes. Like, <laughs> it's such a big deal, and they just took it out. And what's wild is, as far as I know, the the original writer for the manga is like on the anime board, and like is is I think has some writing duties. So these are changes that they are either okay with or they are making themselves. So weird. It, it's weird. It's just really weird. It makes me actually really curious what they're gonna do with it. But given the fact of like how much more story there is, I think I don't think they're doing it like to do something more interesting. I think they're just skipping content to get through the series faster. Um, what a bummer. Cause like that sucks. I, Cause like maybe, <laughs> maybe it's the thing where like, Oh, I mean, they're doing, it would be technically out of order, but like with demon slayer, how the second arc of the manga is a movie and the next season of the mm-hmm. anime is the next arc after the movie. Mm-hmm. So, which that movie, probably due to COVID, still doesn't have a worldwide release date yet. And yeah. that makes me sad because I need it because I want that next season. I want to know. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going re- to read it. From it. The highest. Yeah. The highest grossing movie of all time in Japan. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It sold so well. But yeah, it's no, you should read it. But yeah, but yeah. like there that's like, oh, you guys just wanted to condense this to a movie and like more animation. Great. Like, if you want to do that for the rest of Demon Slayer, which they're not going to, there's a, another season announced, that's fine. Um, but, like, I wouldn't mind if they did that. Yeah. Um, if it's easier for them as a studio, for right. UFO to be able to do that. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it's a bummer, because it's like, maybe they will take it into a different direction. But mm-hmm. the way it feels right now for Promised Everland, it just feels like you're like, eh, this is too long for an anime, or we don't know if we're going to have the time to tell this whole story. Mm-hmm. So let's just cut out, like, a gigantic chunk of the manga that's very mm-hmm. popular. And everyone's just like, why would you do that? Yeah, um, that's so, a bummer. So it's disappointing. But hey, if you've never read the manga, um, I hope that you're just enjoying what the anime is. Yeah. Because like if you don't know, then you just don't, you, you don't know. Probably. And if and if if that is you and you're still enjoying it, by all means, please, even more so if you enjoy that series, go read the manga to get the Goldie Pond arc because it's dope. It's really good. Yeah. Very cool. Um, let's see. Um, I'm, I've been watching a lot of, like, live action, like, procedural drama, medical dramas. Mm-hmm. So, um, because there, there hasn't been any episodes of Grey's Anatomy of the current season. Oh, no. Um, which I, oh, God, I love it. Um, that we've been watching one of the spinoffs from Grey's, which is Station 19, which is about the Seattle Fire Department, because Grey's Anatomy is takes place at it takes place also in Seattle at the hospital, so they cross over a lot. So even in like the past season that was completely done prior to COVID, um, those characters would appear in Grey's Anatomy. So we were like, oh, we need to watch Station 19 so we can have more context for these characters. So we ended up watching it, and it's very good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, there are multiple queer characters on that show, which is great. Um, the main character is Latina, and it's awesome, and it's very, very good. It's messy. It's dramatic. It's everything that you, if you watch Grey's, it's that, but with firemen. Uh, mm-hmm. Firefighters, I should say. But uh, yeah, it's very good. Um, I also, since I was, again, waiting for more Grey's Anatomy, I've watched every single season of The Resident, which is like... It's like it, this is not Grey's Anatomy. It's like it's also like a medical drama, but like it is like way. It's like different in its tone, 
than Grey's Anatomy. Is it is. not as messy as Grey's? Oh uh, no, the, Grey's is really messy. The, I mean, the Resident is messy, but it's but it's not as messy as Grey's because Grey's has Grey's literally has two times the amount of seasons that the Resident mm-hmm. does. Uh, also, Grey's is very horny for whatever. Grey's is very horny. Uh, the Resident yeah. is horny, but it's not that horny and not it's not nearly as horny by comparison um yeah, for a hospital still pretty horny, yeah, for, but. yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's also very very good um but that's also what i'm watching and then also because i i don't i've never in my life watched the bachelor until this year because i have a bunch of co-workers that are watching it oh, it is a car crash like that like though that show is a car crash um and that's all i'll say about that but um <laughs> but that's pretty much DJ, did i what did I tell you that I was watching Love Island for a while? I tried. I tried to watch Love Island. It's the tra- it's the worst. I tried. It's the worst of the worst. I tried. I watched. I watched all of Australia though. Oh my god! I watched the entire season. It is just, ugh, what? It's the worst. Oh. I, I, I can't even talk about it because I'm almost like too embarrassed that I enjoyed it because it does everything wrong with like reality TV and people. Um, I actually had to stop watching it because I, I read some articles where it's just like the conditions. I guess the uh, people on the show are put under are like really fucked up yeah um so so there's been like multiple issues with with uh with people or things that have happened after the show has aired mm-hmm. uh, for certain seasons and i was like i don't want to keep watching this yeah but whew, it was just like a month of me just being like and there's like 70 or 80 episodes in a season because it's like every fucking day oh yeah so like there's like, an episode for every day kind of like big brother <laughs> got it yeah 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 and i was just like i i don't know i just fell down that hole um uh let's see and uh anything else i'm watching horror mia which is like if you want a cute good rom-com anime horror mia is like really good and there's a dub um as well uh camp which is i've talked about season one before it's still like if i if i smoked weed that would be the most like smoke some weed and just fucking like yeah. melt into my couch and watch camp is the chillest shit in the world love that uh and then uh supermarket sweep because like both the leslie jones version and the old version because yes when you hear that beep, <laughs> beep, beep, it's time for supermarket yep. sweep. Um, so that's you. That's it, y'all. If you are in the United States, because I'm not sure what it looks like. If oh Hulu my god, overseas, you're right. Yeah. If you are in the United States and have a Hulu account, do yourself a favor and watch the reboot of Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones as the host. Leslie Jones is having the most fun. It, she made the show come back yeah. like it was her they're like i think like some tv like some tv uh network or executives were just like leslie we want to give you a game show like and she was just like supermarket sweep yeah let's bring it back let's do it she loved and it's it. it's so good it's so so good and the original show was very queer but like of course because of the time period they they, they couldn't be very explicit about the queerness but <laughs> but with some of those but with some of those outfits you're not fooling anybody um with the constantly constantly aaron and i like it'll be like uh so because it's like okay how do you how do you know each other oh um we're just uh we're just neighbors or we're just friends or we're roommates and like oh yeah these gal pals like always just gals being pals they're gay yeah they're gay yeah we know um but everyone can tell but with this new supermarket sweep um there were like openly trans contestants and they mm-hmm. that that's been really cool and it's like the second or third episode but there is like a gay couple that's there and the and the guy's like the, when they ask in the beginning oh like how do you know each other or what like what's your story it's like oh well like this is my this is my lover blah 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 and you know we like we we took a little break for a while it's like oh he went to go find himself because and, and find himself on the apps and leslie jones was like oh, is it grinder 
Which one is it? <laughs> like, it's she's such a good host. She is having the most fun on that show. And we also watched one or two episodes of uh, Celebrity uh, Wheel of Fortune, and Leslie Jones was mm-hmm. on the first episode of that. And also having the best time. She's a, a contestant on that, but not the not the host because that's Pat Sajak or whatever who. I had yeah, no yeah. idea was still alive. Um, I, who knew? Right. And Vanna White, both still alive and kicking. And Vanna looks great. She looks Aaron great. Aaron and I play the Switch Wheel of Fortune game all the time. Yeah. <laughs> both both the Switch of Wheel of Fortune and Monopoly game. I love that. And what's, what I love is that, like, they obviously they didn't get the rights to license Pat Sajak and Vanna White yeah. for this, the, the game. Because they, like, they kind of look like dollar store versions of love them. that. But they never say their names. Like, if, if you want to, like, really peer into, like the most oddly dystopian black mirror bullshit version of a video game. Uh, Wheel of fortune on switch is just like, there's so many things about it that are so like dead and empty eyed. Yeah. And like, there's like lines that like acknowledge, like if you like your character sometimes at the top of the show, and there's like also very, there's very few, this is the probably like the only modern game I've come across the most, the most, the least, the least amount of lines, voice lines in a new game or a modern game I've come across. Like you just hear the same shit all the time oh, no. um but they'd be like oh it looks like you stopped by the character creation like oh, no. it just says shit and i'm just it is oh dj just if it's on sale get it and play it with brandon um but no supermarket sweep is like it's so weird to me because i'm like i shouldn't this is just a game about how well you know brands yeah and where shit isn't a girl like everything about it is like things that like i should detest yeah but the game is just so fun i'm really leslie makes it brandon so and awesome. i are really good at it we're really, really good it's just at it. Good shit. Like, we would go on that shit together. I want to. I want to. I want to. Oh, I want to go on that. I want to go on supermarket sweep with Leslie Jones. So bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leslie Jones, if you're listening to this, let's just do it, please. Let's just go on <laughs> we sh- we should. It'd be amazing. Uh, Aaron would be so angry. She'd be like, "Without me, how dare yeah, you?" Yeah, no. You, like, we would have to just both go on it together. <laughs> we can't go on the same show though, yeah. because we can't. It tears. No, it, it, it would tear us apart. It would tear us apart. Yeah. <laughs> We're both too good at the game. It would tear us yeah. apart. <laughs> oh my god! It 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 truly would. It truly truly would. <laughs> um. So you want to know what's weird? We're talking about weird what? dystopian things. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter and Fortnite. That's weird. <laughs> That's fucking. You got weird. a gun. Ryu's got a gun. Chun Li, which she you know in a lot of f- fiction. She's she's been a cop, so I figure she's had a gun. Yeah, Chun Li is like as much as I love Chun Li, she still is a cop. But uh, you yeah. know, she has experience with guns. Now, bu- now she's, building she's, she's, building forts and shooting guns at the same time. However, not sure how experienced she is there. But a well, gun. That's why when people say uh, when people say a cab, like if you're gonna be like, well, not all cops, it better be followed by Chun Li. Yeah, what I'm talking about right. That's the only. <laughs> that's yeah. the only. Well, not a cop. Chun Li. That's the only. That's the only thing you can eat. Yeah. I don't care whoever else you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. Still AK. Yeah. But that's so weird. And one <laughs> of like my favorite Capcom artists did like a splash art for it, and Ryu is uh-huh. smiling in it. And everyone, everyone has said that Ryu looks like he's been put through the face app thing, where he has that weird ass fucking smile on his face, and I can't I unsee it. I can't unsee it. Ugh. I can't no, unsee I need to it. See it. Uh, well, maybe he's just ha- maybe he's just always wanted a gun. Yeah, I think he's happy because he finally has a gun. I think you're right. <laughs> he's like, I, I, I got a gun, y'all. I think you're right. 
I, I would believe. Or or he likes building. He's like he likes work with his hands. Mm-hmm. That's all he wants. Uh yeah, I have to I'll have to find this this image of him smiling later. It's it's um, ridiculous. But yeah, that is that is weird. That is weird. Fortnite is now the wildest shit as far as just like, I don't know, man, Street Fighter's in it, Marvel's in it, I think Master Chief's in it. Somewhere. Yeah, Master Chief is in it. Um there's just, I don't know, uh uh fucking uh um, oh, John Wick is in it. Who's who have there's also been like a couple concerts at this point. Yeah, there was a so like technically yeah, um, which which rapper was it that was in there? Uh, I don't who su- supposedly that live concert was actually sick. Uh, yeah, like, apparently I, it was good. I talked, to, I talked to people that went were like went into Fortnite to watch it, and they're like, "It's actually like this is cool. It was dope." Um, but yeah, I uh, it's it's truly the most ambitious crossover event of all mm-hmm. time. Smash Brothers <laughs> is shaking. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of Smash Brothers, uh, that was a perfect segue to talk about the Nintendo Direct. So we had our first inten- our first full Nintendo Direct since. September of 2019? Of 2020? 2020. Yeah, of yeah. 2020. Yeah, we haven't had like a legit Nintendo Direct in ages. So um, the serotonin hit of having an hour of Nintendo nonsense was was good. And uh, yeah. hope you like anime titties and JRPGs because that's what they were showing. Oh, I mean, yes. Uh, yeah. Bo- yes to both. Yeah. I'll take about no, DJ as a, as a Smash player. Are you is is uh is pyra mithra exciting at to all me, also you played xenoblade yeah, right to me, so. to me yes like i like xenoblade chronicles 2 much better than the first xenoblade chronicles game um i it was hard to take some of the stuff in that game seriously because pyra's boobs are just so fucking big <laughs> like that character design is great but like that design would look good with smaller titties but hey that if that's your thing then more power to you um, every time I hear Xenoblade, I forget that everyone has like a British E accent, British Australian yeah. accent. It's like something weird in that area. Yes, yeah. And I'm always just like, oh yeah, I forgot that that's how everyone talks in this game. But they look anime as shit, yeah. which is always funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all have like super British accents, which is which is a trip. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for it because I I like those character designs and I like that game. Um, mm-hmm. And what's cool is that in an interview with Sakurai, like right after the game came out and they talked about the fighter pass and about the first one, um, they had mentioned when they showed off, um, when they were talking about, uh, adding like Xenoblade Chronicles to, uh, Amiibo, not Amiibo, but, uh, uh, Mii fighter stuff. They're like, Oh, well we mm-hmm. didn't, the game smash was in. So was so far into its development at the time that they couldn't have added a Xenoblade Chronicles two character at the launch of the game. So what's cool is that they, you know, with the Fighter Pass 2, it gave them the opportunity to add a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 rep, which if you're going to do that, I would much rather it be Pyra and Mithra than fucking Rex, because who fucking cares? Like, he's he's useless without her. So, like, it... <laughs> is this the first fighter of the new pass? No. This is the fourth no, okay. one. The fourth one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited for, I'm excited for another female character in Smash. I'm excited that it's not another man with a sword, that it's a girl with a sword. So, uh, Sakurai was just like, mommy milkers, let's go. But what's so funny about that is that when they talked about, um, uh, when they talked about, uh, Terry Bogard in Smash and they have all the, uh, King of Fighters also characters mommy milkers on Terry in the background, but they didn't have my Shinanui there. And they were like, well, Smash is for good boys and girls, so we can't have mm-hmm. giant anime bazonga titties just bouncing around everywhere. 
because my design is very horny, which it's a great design. I love my Shiranui's design, oh, yeah. but it's like y'all got Pyra with her with their giant torpedo titties in the game. But the only the only difference really there's the cleavage. Yeah, like I would I would say in many ways Pyra's design is like way hornier and way more egregious. Yeah, than Mai's. Yeah, like because it was like it's all like shit made specifically for that versus like my is wearing a like semi kind of traditional outfit yeah. um obviously sexed up uh it, it, it's got to be because they just they, there is no way for them to cover up my yeah they're like her titties are too big pyra's like pyra's so it's, <laughs> it's just too much yeah like i like that game too um so there's so there's that um but yeah so they let's see what else did they talk about in that and that direct so um, what is the name of the game from the Octopath Traveler team? What is the actual the the code name for it right now? Triangle uh, something. Triangle. We were joking about it before, and I feel like that actually made me forget it more. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix Triangle. Uh, path. No strategy. Uh, that's what it is. It's uh, it's just like project triangle. Project triangle strategy. Yeah. Or yes. polygon plan. <laughs> what? Yeah, the polygon. The polygon plan, plan is what I hope. I hope when they reveal the real name, it's just that. They're yeah. like, well, we decided to change it to the polygon plan. Love that. So that looks cool. Um, it looks. It looks really. It looks nice. really nice. I, I feel like they they are refining that kind of like uh, mixed media art style with like the sprites and 3D backgrounds because it looks to me it looks better and more refined than Octopath Traveler. So. I'm very curious about what that game is going to be like. I mean, I haven't downloaded the demo yet, so I could find out what the game is like. But <laughs> I could do like I don't know. I could click some. Buttons. I could like press a couple of buttons on the Switch and find out myself. But like, I'm yeah. I'm I'm very curious about that. It looks neat. I'm excited that it's it's a tactics game because I am just like, is is it is it Final Fantasy Tactics again? Mm-hmm. Are we? Because then I'm I'm on board immediately. And let's it basically go. looks like it is. It's like a little ode to Final Fantasy Tactics. So let's hope. I'm hoping the more the more along those lines, the more the more happy I'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the most fire thing full on was Mario Golf. To Thank me. you. I saw Mario Golf and I was just like, "A, arcade golf games are fun. They shit. are they are like, fun. Everybody's golf slash hot shots yes. golf is the best. Um, Mario sports games are always very very yes, fun. They are. I think Camelot's doing this one. I think Camelot has a pretty pretty good track yes. record with their Mario stuff. Yes. Um, and then I was like, this looks pretty good. And they showed the speed golf mode. And I was just oh. like, this looks like a fucking yes. mess. And I love it. Give me it. the chaos. I'm ready. Let's let's fuck up. Let's go. Um, so I'm I'm very excited for Mario Golf. Even more than the um Skyward Sword, which I'm glad Skyward Sword is uh the, it's a good Zelda game that I think people really shit on because of the uh motion controls yes. being so so. Yeah. Um I don't think it's gonna have quite the redemption arc that Wind Waker is. It's not, but I do think that more people are going to go back to that game on Switch and go like, "Oh, this is like, this is a good Zelda." I like that game because when that game came out, nobody said it was a good Zelda game, and that game came out like it was a handful. It, of people. Yeah, I was in that handful of people. I like that game. Yeah, you and Aaron were both just like, "This is a really good Zelda game." Yeah, that's a hill that I, I will think die the only on. Zelda game. I think the only Zelda game though, I think Aaron's ever expressed not liking was like Twilight Princess. She was like. It's still a Zelda game, so it's still very good. Yeah. I just don't think it's a great Zelda yeah. game. Um, which I also I need to play through that as well. But I'm excited for people to play it. I'm excited that they gave uh, they added a control scheme in case you don't want to use motion controls. But what I'm really yeah. hoping is that the motion controls are just more accurate because I'd still like to use them. 
Yeah, and like, and also for people that have disabilities, it's super helpful. And then the fact that you can also play on the Switch Lite also helps too. So you're not locking mm-hmm. out a whole bunch of people from not being able to play the game because you're requiring motion controls. So very, yep. very, very happy about that. And then the the big, big reveal at the end of the Direct was Splatoon 3's announcement, which that game's coming out sometime in 2022. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. I'm hoping that because Nintendo was finally redoing their fucking online infrastructure because of Monster Hunter, um, mm-hmm. that it'll actually be playable online. Because that's why I didn't I'm really get into Splatoon 2 that much, is because I kept getting disconnected from every game that I tried to play. So I'm like, this is... I. No, I'm not doing it. So I'm hoping hoping I, that that's the case with Splatoon 3, that they fix it. I love everything about Splatoon aesthetically, yeah. and I love the idea of a like shooter, not shooter, where it's like you're using the same skill sets, but it's paint, so you like have to think about things differently. Yeah. And it's like more accessible for a lot of people that maybe don't want to play like a you know Apex or something. Yeah. But I've I've yet to play Splatoon and it scratched that itch that something like Apex or Valorant, yeah. or like any, or, or Overwatch even. Yeah. Like, it just, the multiplayer doesn't do that for me. I love the single player in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't know if you you, you noticed, uh, Splatoon 3, what they showed at the beginning was like, appeared to be uh, like, kind of a, a cool like character creation opening, yeah. where you're doing the character creation in narrative in the opening. Yeah. Um, there was no gender in this game. Yep. You just, you pick a style. Yep. Um, which is, I think, largely looks like your hairstyle for the most yeah. part. But they're just like, no gender, just that. Yeah. Uh, which is cool from Nintendo for sure. Love it. Um, when they were showing that, though, my brain was just like, this looks like fucking, this looks like like Fallout Splatoon. Yeah. Like, I was I was really, really stoked that they were going to do something really weird yeah. with Splatoon. Because Splatoon has, Splatoon has like a really dark, fucked up uh, uh, post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah. Like, it's like tens hundreds of thousands of years after humans have gone extinct mm-hmm. uh i think because of because of climate change yeah. is the the story stuff in it and then uh the squids are what like evolved to be the next dominant species basically yeah. um like that's all in the the canonical history stuff in splatoon 2 um and like the opening of that game shows the eiffel tower upside down in a desert so you know like this world has some shit going on yeah. like i would love a game that like and maybe the single player in this will be bigger and we'll do yeah. that. But I was like, man, I honestly would love a Splatoon game that just like does some story shit. Yeah. Um, I just like the idea. Of yeah, it. I'm I'm very, very uh, interested to see what they do with Splatoon 3. Um, that's coming in sometime in 2022. So I will be looking mm-hmm. forward to that when it finally drops. But uh, yeah, uh, so if you wanted to hear anything about uh, Metro Prime 4, fuck you. If you wanted to hear anything about uh, Bayonetta 3, uh, fuck off. Um, Just if me. you wanted to hear something about uh, Breath of the Wild 2, fuck off. Um, other than that, the development's going smooth, but fuck off. Um, I, but I, yeah. I'm so, like, I just, I know people say this about being an Animal Crossing fan, but I, and maybe, maybe it's just me having bias. I feel like if you are a Metroid fan, that is like the truest Nintendo suffering. Um, that or Star Fox. I just don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or Star Fox. Yeah. Um, Star Fox has had a rough time, probably rougher actually than Metroid. Yeah. To to be honest, yeah. I just I'm. It's cool to make another Prime game. I have nothing against the Prime games. I like the Prime yeah. games. Just hand that shit to a really good two D team. Yeah, like give Metroid to whoever in house does great two D work yeah. or two and a half D work, 
and just let them make like there's a billion people out there right now that are making amazing metroidvania yeah. games um uh like like not even uh like the bloodstained what is it yeah bloodstained yeah. yeah the was fine i wouldn't love it but it was fine uh there's a uh toho toho lunar nights mm-hmm. is good as shit uh there's um uh hollow knight is amazing mm-hmm. um there is uh what is it uh the same company that made the toho game i don't think it's like out of uh steam whatever the thing they call it when games aren't out of beta yet we can still play mm-hmm. them early, early access um early access yeah but it's a record of lotus war game where you play as Dlib, mm-hmm. which is dope as mm-hmm. shit and it looks just like to the point where like some of the sprites look the same it's just a uh, castlevania yeah. game like there are so many developers making really really good metroidvania yes. games right now and i i'm like nintendo all you have to do is give it to one of them yeah like have have the hollow knight people make a metroid just like just give it to someone who does good 2d sprite work yep or two or just you make a 3d whatever it is but just make a 2d metroid game again i would support that i would definitely support that's that. that's all i want i don't need anything fancy just do that i don't I'm think that's asking for too to much exist. that's not asking for too well, much it's I also think. i don't think it's i don't think it's like as like developer or resource intensive you guys don't know what to do with it just there's a billion people out there making really really good metroidvania games yeah. just hire one of those developers to be like, Hey, will you guys make a Metroid game? Yeah. I'm sure they would love to. Yeah. I, I would agree with that as well. Uh, I'm Angie. Yeah. <laughs> Angie about that Metroid. Um, big Angie. So just real quick, because we're already at an hour and a half and we got some questions to answer from the, from the discord community. Uh, just a real quick, uh, BlizzCon also happened this past weekend and, uh, Overwatch 2 still doesn't have a release date. They had the whole opening ceremony. They didn't say shit. They were like, Overwatch uh, is a game. Mercy got a haircut. Mercy, Mercy um, got a haircut in Overwatch 2. A Sojourn is a character that you can play. The Black Woman is coming. Finally, have a the Black, black woman. woman is coming in Overwatch 2. Whenever that game decides it wants to come out, um, whose proxy isn't a robot that you play as? Actually. Right, right, exactly, <laughs> right. Um, so Sojourn though, they her, her uh, they gave her like intense thighs in that. Love game. it. Like it's a good look. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah. Um, but I was like, good. I like to see it. Now give me like five more. Yeah, now now more black women. Long enough. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. there are enough white girls in in Overwatch <laughs> with all the same button nose, with like, all that same little button nose and body type, except for Zarya. But give me some different shapes. Let's yeah, go. exactly. So yeah, there's more variety in Overwatch too. I mean, the stuff that they were proposing in that in the I, I finally watched the the whole presentation after yeah. after BlizzCon. And what they're talking about, like conceptually, is is cool. So I just hope that I just I, hope it, that it, it actually executes. I get the impression it's going to feel like Left 4 Dead, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like it's going to be a bunch of these like kind of like single player missions that you, which they did for some of the events this time, or, like uh, for Overwatch One. But it's going to be these like co op missions you play yeah. through, and they'll probably have a full single player like storyline narrative thing for that. But the, the multiplayer is still going to be the bread and butter of that of course, game, of course. So. Yeah, um, I'm very curious to see what that game game's gonna end up looking like. Diablo Four looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's shaping up like I'm not super big into Diablo, but like from a, like a game's mechanics standpoint, I'm like, oh, this is cool mechanically. So I'm very curious yeah. to see how that that shakes out. But uh, but yeah, if you're big into Blizzard stuff, I hope you had a great time. Unless you're an Overwatch fan, which you probably had an okay time. Which for me, I'm like, you're probably just eh. like, oh, okay. I was like, all right. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so let's uh, pop on over to our Discord server. There are some chaotic questions in here, surprising absolutely nobody that's been part of our show and been in our community. Oh. Um, DJ, we haven't even we haven't even talked about what we were talking about the other oh, day. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's actually talk about that. I think that. we should get into that really quick, that. Okay, right? Let, okay. Let's talk so, about that. So this is this is the the biggest issue with us taking forever to make episodes, which we, we always say we need to do better about it, and we like somehow do worse. Yeah. Um, we're like, we should be better at this. And then it's like two months more. Um, so this is not in the zeitgeist as much now, but, um, like the Gina Carano shit. Yes. With Star Wars. Yes. Um, me and JJ were talking and it's just, here, what, what I had to say about it was like, it's actually funny. She, she did an interview with Ben Shapiro and she like, also there's some excerpts from it. And she was like, I found out the same way everyone else did on social media. I, I don't believe, I don't believe that, that. might be the case. I don't believe that was the first you heard. Right. Of it. I don't believe that. Like, I don't believe that it was like, Hey, um, let me get on Twitter. And, um, the Jews did this thing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I don't get, Hey, trans people aren't people. Um, and like, yeah. like, I don't think she like did that. And then got like a DM from Disney that was like, Hey, you're, you're fired. Cause you said fucked up shit. Right. Like maybe they didn't say, uh, Hey Gina, just so you know, we're firing you and we're going to go public with it later today. Yeah. But she's certainly had, I'm sure warnings and conversations because she's been pulling this shit for like, quite, I mean, since the Mandalorian has been, yes, thing. absolutely. Um, she's been like, just busted in the head about this. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why, like, I think one of the excerpts I saw from, from the, the Ben Shapiro and it, which is just, just, just wild yeah. to, you might as well go talk to a Wendy's like, yeah, like the flat, like Ben Shapiro, the walking contraceptive. Like, yeah. Um, I think she said something about like being bullied out. Like, oh, I've, it's Disney bullied me out, or like corporations do this, or or companies bully you out. And I'm like, you can't. I cannot. Like, can I start if a job fires me? Can I say I got bullied out? Like, right. when, I, when I break what a job tells me I have to do, right, or have to not do, or shut up about, yeah. Can I just be like, oh, they bullied me out? Because I'll. Cause, I mean, I, that sounds like a yeah, good, sounds like a, sounds way, like a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's like imagine being so much of of an anti semite and a transphobe that you stop <laughs> probably the biggest bag you were ever going to get. They were talking about giving her her own spinoff. You show. were about to have your own fucking show, and you got in the way of your own bag because you were like. I, I just hate trans people and I feel like conservatives are the new Jews during the Holocaust. So I've got to just <laughs> say this on the internet. Well, let's, let's be, let's be, let's be real. I'm sure the way that she said it was, um, wasn't that she hates them, but she's like, well, I just think we should be asking these questions as every conservative always does. Yeah. Right? It's like, well, we should just be asking these questions. It's like, no, nobody no, nobody needs to talk science. about your bad faith fucking argument. Fuck off. No, we know that you're just being a transphobe yeah. and an anti-Semite. Yeah. We know that you being like, we should just ask questions so that you can deny liability if something bad yeah. happens, which did for her. Um, no, I think the wild shit though, DJ, is that like, you know at some point, at some point, Disney sat down yeah. with her, probably with her agent yeah. or some shit, across the table with Disney executives, and they are like, Gina, um, you're on a very successful show. Um, and to, to just so you know that you're in good company, 
we're also mostly anti-Semites and transphobes. Yeah. Like most of the people here, probably the same. Yeah. We're all very, very rich at a big corporation. Yep. So the likelihood that we are bad people is pretty yep. high. Um, but, but Gina, um, we don't talk about it online. Yeah. We make jokes like with our friends yeah. privately. Um, and like, we don't represent those people frequently in the media unless we think it make us money. Yeah. Um, but we don't just like spout off about it. Um, so we're not saying you can't ask those questions, Gina. We're not saying you can't be a transphobic anti-Semite. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, we are too. You just gotta shut up about it. Yeah, Gina. just don't say it on Twitter. You're gonna or you're Instagram. gonna get your own TV show if you just shut up about it, Gina. Yeah. And she was just like, "Nah." It's <laughs> like, like no. It's like, mm, TV show with one of the biggest IPs in the world that is also owned by Disney. Be a transphobe and anti-Semite on Twitter. I'm gonna pick being an anti an anti semite and a transphobe on Twitter and and ruin your own bag. Like, I just I that, just that shit's it, it it is so baffling to me. And then what's what's even worse is like seeing the these like conservative contradictions that are happening all over the internet because before before she said any of this stuff, there somebody posted all of these screen caps of people's caps of the people's uh. Uh, banner things on, on on their YouTube videos, their thumbnails. There are like Cara Dune is a Mary Sue. Like Cara Dune is a useless character <laughs> on fucking Mandalorian. She doesn't add anything to the show. Blah blah blah. And then the second that it came came out that she is conservative and is a fucking transphobe and an anti semite. Now all of a sudden they're like, oh, cancel culture has ruined Gina Carano. Gina Carano is another victim of cancel culture. Oh, like Disney, like she was fired by the radical left. Blah blah blah. It's like, which is it? Pick a fucking struggle. It's it's not. It's 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 not like the fact that people get on the internet and with their whole fucking chest act like that. Disney isn't a family-friendly, privately-held company Mm -hmm. that they can choose to fire anybody that doesn't align with their core values, which is something that conservatives want. They want businesses to to be autonomous, to be able to regulate and do whatever it is that they want to do, however they want to do it. Like, this is them doing that. It's like, oh, you're transphobic? Like, publicly? Gotta go. You are co- you mm-hmm. are going to cost us money in the long run. So it is just easier to get rid of you so that we can still continue to make money. Like, and for anybody to act like that, it's anything else other than a than a private business doing what they want to do. Like, it's crazy. And it's like, the, and they're also the same people that were saying the exact same thing when 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 uh, that fucking bakery refused to bake a cake for a gay couple. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. that like they have the right to do to do or deny service to whoever they want to, but now all of a sudden, a privately held company does what they want to do because it doesn't serve your fucking narrative. Then all of a sudden, oh, the left, tra- the, the left, like the the leftist at Disney got Gina Carano fired. She's a victim. Like, she's no, a victim of can- just- she's a victim of cancel culture. She's not a victim. <laughs> she's not a victim. She's still rich. She, if last I checked, she's still getting yeah. Disney checks. She was she was making. She's gonna get money on residuals. Right. Um, from what I'm reading, she was making between twenty five and fifty k an episode, which 
for a big Disney project like that for TV actually seems a little bit light yeah. to me. But let's say she was making 50. Um, <clears throat> she was in most of season yeah. two and a couple episodes of season, season yeah. one. So she's making bank there. Um, and like I said, she was about to get her own spinoff, yeah. which would have been a, a, a raise for yeah. sure. Um, so I do think it's very funny because it is like, okay. All these motherfuckers are like free market. Let the free market decide. Well, the free market, in this case, being Disney, they, they decided. decided to get rid of Gina yep. Front. Yeah, which is what you guys always talk about. Um, but th- this is why um, I'm a little bit weird. Where uh, sometimes I have the energy or the um, like emotional uh, 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 emotional energy, yeah. the bandwidth to engage someone with conservative beliefs in this yeah. shit. Um, if 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 they come at me with a good faith argument. Yeah. If they come at me with something they truly actually believe in, that they actually feel, I will have a conversation with them about that to understand why they feel mm-hmm. that way, why I feel the way I feel, and if there's any sort of, um, not really a middle ground, because uh, I'm not going to, especially when it comes to denying people personhood, there's no middle right. ground there. Um, but at least to have a conversation to understand where they come from better and hopefully lead them to a better understanding of things to be less right. shitty. Because um, there, there are people out there where it's just like, it was a way that they were yeah. raised. Like there's, unless there's communication with them, like from not these terrible sources, mm-hmm. they're just going to continue to believe that mm-hmm. shit. So like, it's a good thing to do if you have the bandwidth for it. The thing that makes this shit so, so frustrating and that makes this um, really hard is that like, I feel like in the past, and maybe it's always been the case, but I feel like in the past, like 10 years mm-hmm. or so, like there is no, like you can't, argue against conservative values because there are no conservative values like right. every single thing is bad faith yeah. arguments like you were saying it's like what the fuck they put a woman in who's this woman character in star wars fuck this dude she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing yeah. get this out of here i'm terrified of women like that's yeah. like that's what happened from all these people when it started yeah. oh the sjw's are ruining star wars they put a a woman who who, whose body is not designed uh, or isn't built in a way that immediately makes me erect. Yeah. Um, like that's that argument. And then the moment Disney does this because she's a shitty anti-Semite and, and transphobe, it's like, she's our hero. Uh, you can't argue against that shit because there, again, there is no value. Right. You can't argue against people that will just pivot to whatever benefits them at exactly. any moment, which is why the majority of the stuff, it's not even worth talking it's, it's to these not, people yeah. arguing with them. Um, but I just, I just always come back to the fact that like, it is like how how badly like Swiss cheese hold must your brain be from brain worms to be like here is the biggest bag you're ever gonna get in your entire right. life with the biggest company. Not only that, you're gonna be you're gonna become like Star Wars is such a cultural yeah. tentpole. There's gonna be action for yeah. you. Children are gonna look up to you. You're gonna be remembered for like another fifty to a hundred yeah. years because you were in Star Wars. Right. Um, and you're just like, yeah, but men have peepees and women's have vaginas and I got a post about yeah. it. Like that, like that shit's wild yeah, to me. It's, like, it's just so wild to me. It's like, it's like, mm, I'm oppressed when I'm not really oppressed. Like I gotta, I gotta say that and then make it, make an analogy to one of the most heinous acts in human history because those two things are the same. <laughs> 
And I gotta be, I gotta be clear here too, because I think this is not in our listenership. Because like, yeah. I, I, hopefully we're cultivating. I know for the ones I've interacted with, but hopefully we're cultivating a uh, a good fan base that doesn't doesn't think this way. Um, but you know, the opposite ar- argument would be like, well, um, you know, if if Gina Carano was, um, you know, standing up for for trans rights and and BLM and uh, uh, Jewish people and all these things, and she got fired for saying things in support of it you guys would be rallying around her and hating Disney as well. Um, and again, because it's a bad faith argument because they are um, equating. And, and like, this is why, again, when, when those, the, cause that is the argument that is. Yeah. Made, oh yes. Yeah. Where it's like, yo, it's just you, the same thing. Cause it's, it's like not, it's like, it's way. not one though. thing. is like, yeah, like one is like spouting hate speech, um, hate speech, shit that like y'all keep saying is science and it's not remotely science. If you talk to any fucking scientist that is accredited properly, like it's not remotely that like all this shit that's like harmful and bad and hateful and close minded and all of these things. And that, that is hurting people. Those are things that shouldn't happen when you're saying the other things, which is like, um, supporting BLM, supporting queer and trans, uh, and trans people out there. Like, those are things that don't hurt anyone yeah. at, at the, like you, it's just you supporting another human yeah. and you can't equate those two actions as much as you might want to. Also, even if you disagree with it, if you're someone out there that disagrees with that, it's not infringing on your it's, rights. It's, it's not like it's, it's not, you can, you you can still, you can still be a fucking dusty ass. Ben Shapiro has never given anyone an orgasm in his life. Like piece of shit. And it doesn't infringe. You get to still be all of that, and no one questions it, and no one says you can't. Right? Do that. I, like, I, I like. I don't want to hear shit from people that want to say shit like this when these people literally stormed the fucking U.S. Capitol building last month. And, like nothing happened, and to a lot nothing of them. happened to a lot of them. Literally, the president, of, the former president of the United States, got away with it. So, like, it, no, like the argument doesn't hold any water. It's a bad faith argument. Like no, there's there's no if 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 the crowd that stormed the Capitol had looked different, if it had looked like me and you yeah. look, like that entire scenario would have been a bloodbath and totally oh yeah oh yeah and then it would have been like oh well if they would have just complied then they would still be alive and if they didn't if they didn't you know damage damage uh, property then they would still yeah. be alive. Well, and well, that's what it always is. Well, it's like well you know if they just if they just um, complied and you know. If they just had their hands up, or if they just didn't break the rules, everyone has to live by the rules. And it's like, motherfucker, a bunch of y'all broke. You guys stormed the. You Capitol. broke the Shit most hasn't rules. Happened, hasn't happened in like forever in this yeah. country. And they're like, they're um, like, but y'all burnt down a Target. It's like, bitch. Yeah. So they have and insurance. Then, and then <laughs> y'all stormed the Capitol, and then you went back to like the Hyatt yeah. after to get drinks at the hotel bar and hang out and talk about it, and like. Yeah, at the worst, I think a month later, maybe the FBI got in contact yeah. and it's like, hey, you need to go to jail. And still, most of those people that have gone to jail um, have been getting bail granted yeah. and like shit super easy. Um, it's just, anyway, that's this is the Gina Carano stuff is what me and DJ were talking about yeah. uh, the other night drunkenly because it is just like, I, this is the thing that like I thought about the other day. Um, so, like, $10 million is obviously a lot of yeah. money. Like, a lot, a lot yeah. of money. Um, if you are a big star it's not crazy to like over time make 10 million dollars that's not obviously like gina carano making twenty five fifty. 
that means like if she's making 50, uh, that would be like if she was in every episode of Mandalorian and she was making 50 and there's what, 10 episodes a season or something, mm-hmm. then yeah, two seasons of the Mandalorian would net her a million dollars before taxes. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's just like two years of her life. Right. If you have $10 million and just, just put it in a bank, like not anything fancy, just in a yeah. bank and your interest rate return is 1%, which is a bad interest rate return on a, on a savings yeah. account for something that's like a large savings account. You just make a hundred thousand dollars in interest every yeah. year. Like if you can get $10 million, you don't have to do anything ever again because every year you're getting a hundred thousand dollars for free without working, doing anything. That's just the interest you collect. Yeah. And I'm like, you were on the way, like you were on the way to being in that position where you not only you have a bunch of million dollars, but you also just don't, have to do anything if you don't right. want to but you couldn't shut up but you just <laughs> that's just you couldn't shut the fuck up in the middle of a pandemic in this economy are you I kidding just, me? <laughs> not, not during a personal pan pizza like i just and then she's and then she's like i'm gonna go make a movie with daily wire and i'm just like girl you gotta be you just went from like working with disney to like not even like like i i work in local community yeah. theater and Daily Wire ain't even that. Like, yeah. so it's just very, it's just very, it, I don't know, man. Like how, how intense of a self own. Yeah. You like, you really pl- played yourself, Gina Carano. You tr- really, truly did. Um, but uh, yes, let's take the next, let's get some questions. Let's take the let's next 15 minutes to end on a high note. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, let's go through this. Let's see. Um, this one is from uh, Katie Rhymes. I'm just going. Uh, I'm just scrolling back up mm-hmm. to the top. Um, should I get into Final Fantasy 14? Please know that whatever you decide on the podcast, I will actually do. Yes, you should play Final Fantasy 14. Yes, you should play with us. The data center that we are on is the Crystal Data Center, and the server that we're on is Goblin. The free company again is called Maho Senshi. Um, Brady, who is also a fan of the show and is in the show server is the leader of the free company for Final Fantasy XIV for us. So talk to him. He can definitely get you set up and help you get whatever you need to do. Um, The game might still be on sale. I would look into it. But if it's not immediately on sale and you have the funds to purchase it, do it. But if you want to wait till it's on sale again, I'm sure it will be in a couple of weeks. But yes, you should play with us. It's very, very fun. Hop on our Discord server. It's cute. We talk shit all the time and just play. It's fun. Let's see. Um... And this another Final Fantasy fourteen question. How far are you in Final Fantasy fourteen? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with all the story content for the game. I'm just doing end game stuff, and I'm ready to go to the fucking moon in the fall. You can't stop. You can't stop can't. DJ. It's all. It's all he's done. I can't. It's, it's all it is. It's true. It's literally all I do. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we got. Um, did we? Did you briefly talk about Wonder Egg Priority when we start? No, but I'll. That is a question. Uh, Lirpa Lirpa. Um, Wonder Egg Priority. Um. It's really tough to talk about without like okay. So here's here's the way I'll talk about Wonder Egg Priority. Um, it's probably my favorite thing I've consumed media wise in I don't know, um, like a five years, maybe a decade. Um, if you if you are familiar with like Ikuhara's works, which Wonder Egg is not, but if you've watched Tutena or Yuri Kuma or uh, Penguin Drum or um the one that he did most recently uh like it is it is so obviously inspired or takes from ikuhara's work in a lot of ways 
Um, it is beautiful. That shit looks like it came out of Kiwani. It didn't. It's uh, Cloverworks is working on it. Um, but it's like through and through every moment of every episode is gorgeous. Uh, uh, a really, really good Japanese DJ uh, producer, Dede Mouse, is uh, doing the the score for it, which is also amazing. Um, what I have to say about Wonder Egg is that it's um, like, whew, I'm just going to list without going into detail, but like content warnings. I'm not going to go into details about anything, but just like generic content warnings for um, like suicide, mm-hmm. um, depression, <laughs> suicide, depression, bullying, um, uh, 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 like molestation, sexual abuse of some of some nature, like it's all of those things are in that show. Yeah, um, which makes it difficult to watch in some ways. Um, I don't think the show at any point to me has been um, like gross about those yeah. things or egregious about those things, but those are all there. Um, and like deeply, like suicide specifically is like core to the entire plot of the yeah. show. Um, so. Where I am with that show right now is like when it's done, it'll either be like one of my favorite pieces of media mm-hmm. ever, or I'm going to feel really bad yeah. about it because it's going it, to, it's going to really come down to, does it nail it? Like it's handling so much really, really, really sensitive content. Um, it's, I, I can't tell yet, but it might be queer. Um, uh, it, it might be uh, gender queer as well. Those are things that are up in the air currently mm-hmm. watching it. Um, uh, <clears throat> like one of the characters might be trans. We don't know yet. Um, like there's a lot of stuff in there that's like really good. Um, but also all of those content warnings are like front and center. Yeah. So if I super, super suggest watching it, but I don't know if it is going to end in a way that makes me really, really upset with the show because it handles those things poorly, mm-hmm. uh, eventually. And, um, I don't know if it's going to be triggering for you. So that's yeah. the thing that you have to, to determine for yourself. Um, outside of all those warnings, um, I, I'm absolutely in love with it. I haven't seen something that I've liked this much in a long time. Um, the writer, this is his first anime. He's normally a J-drama writer yeah. um, who's known for, like, all of his J-dramas tend to uh, be about taboo subjects in Japan, frequently queerness. Um, I do think he had a series that was very trans-focused as well. Um and and from what I understand, like those all like did a pretty good job of handling those things. Uh, I think supposedly he specifically moved over to doing an anime uh, because he he felt like he couldn't address the issues and things he wanted to address in live action on Japanese mm-hmm. TV on J dramas, whereas he had more freedom to do so in yeah. the anime. Um, it just it just it, it came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like I knew like pedigree wise, it looked like it would be interesting. But every single episode, I've just been blown away at how good it is. Um, but just like, again, I can't stress enough, all of those content warnings yeah. um, make it, uh, even for like me, who a lot of those content warnings, um, some of those things are things I've dealt with, some of those things aren't things yeah. I've dealt with. Um, uh, and for the most part, I feel like I tend to be like not too affected by media yeah. I watch. Um, I am at a point in the series where like I'm a little bit stressed out every mm-hmm. episode, even though I'm enjoying it. Because I just I just want these girls to be okay, and I want I just want them to be like good friends and support each other, and for them to be happy. And I'm terrified that the show is going to not allow. Oh that. no! Yeah, um, I hope it doesn't go that way. <laughs> I yeah, I really hope that it I really hope that it ends like happily in some way, or at least like interestingly and not like really rough. Um, but it's just 
it's just really it's just really fucking good i haven't i i like i like challenging media like mm-hmm. this um and uh i yeah i don't i guess like i said if you've watched if you watched ikuhara's work um especially Utena mm-hmm. and i think Yurikuma would be the two closest i would say um you know you know this show but i think it's pulling off a lot of that stuff as good and some of it like better mm. than some of ikuhara's nice. work uh, which is wild um so that's that's my wonder egg um uh, uh rant uh, it's super super good uh absolutely 100% like recommended mm-hmm. but just With all those content all warnings. Those warnings yeah all those all those content warnings and and I don't know if they're going to really whiff the ending mm-hmm. or not oh my gosh let's see what else we got here um we'll do like we're we're, we're about to hit 2 hours so we'll do two more questions here uh-huh. let's see Let's see what have we got here. Let's do. do, 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 do. Let's see. This makes for bad radio. Sorry. <laughs> ho- ho- no, Holly has a question that I I I can't answer because I feel like it's not my lane remotely to, but it's very funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! What um, did she have? Two questions or just the one? It's 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 the second to last question uh, in the chat. Oh, which anime character is the biggest hotep? Um, let's see. <laughs> yes, yes, that that is a very that is a very very good question. Um, I'm trying to think of like the five black characters in anime that there are <laughs> um, to define which one is a hotep. Could you, could DJ? Could you make it like? Would you open it up to non-black characters? For the sake of this, or do you feel for like the sake? I mean, I understand yeah. by the nature. Um, yeah. So let's open it up a little bit, like, like not just so, like, Hoteppery is still like misogyny, like, in, like up, an upholding yes. misogyny, and and a lot of shit while tr- while trying to be pro black and all that at the same time. So like, those themes can carry through to other mm-hmm. communities of color that aren't just like exclusively black. So um, if there's a character that you think is on some like dumb shit that tries to be profound, um, you can definitely pick one. Cause I'm still trying to think of like the, the few black characters there are in anime, which one's the, a hotel. The first one that, the first one that came to mind was Maximilian Pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Pegasus is not, is not white. So yeah. It, what is Pegasus? Pegasus, you know, that's a great question <laughs> about the ethnicity of Maximilian Pegasus, but because uh, Pegasus is like energy to me, it is... gives Hotep energy. It, for g- sure. it definitely gives Hotep energy for sure. Um, let's see. Um, who is a Hotep? Who is a Hotep in anime? Like, because I feel like for the most part, when there was a black character in in anime, they're they're like a walking fucking caricature, but like not necessarily yeah. like a hotep. Like I feel like that they're very much like the only the only like a black person they can think of to reference a character from typically is Mr. T. Like a la Barrett from uh Final Fantasy uh seven. Oh, yeah. But um I would e- I wouldn't even say like like Saz isn't a hotep. From Final Fantasy thirteen, no. Saz isn't a hotep. He's too much of a he's, he's a, a he's a good dad. He's like a father that's yeah. that's present. So like he's too good and nice to be a hotep. So uh, 
Ooh, I'm Googling Maximilian Pegasus now. I don't know about ethnicity because I don't think they ever mention it, but his favorite food is wine and gorgonzola cheese. Mm, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's hard because I don't, uh, because like, I feel like there's not enough cultural context from, from, from like an anime perspective that they would really be able to land on like, on Hotep. Because that requires knowledge of the black American experience. So much, in fact. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think Japan and they, and they, 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 like, for the most part, the, the range isn't there. So, Hotep, I don't really She doesn't see. have the range. She doesn't have the range. Doesn't have the range. Because uh, that, requires a, that requires a very nuanced and in-depth knowledge of, of black American culture, specifically. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Holly. Yeah. I just, your question was very funny. funny. It was, no, it, it is funny. It is a very good question. Um, it's, it's a very good question, but I, I think it's really hard to answer because it requires a little bit more nuance from, and also requires there to be actual black characters in anime. Um, but, uh, let's see. Did you, is there one that you want to answer before we go? No, I mean, not that I can think of. I just, let's, I just yeah. laughed at all this question. Um, I'll, um, uh, uh, well, we already answered for Professor Litwick asked what's some fucking trash you just want to rip to sheds game anime person that was obviously gina crano yeah yeah gina crano can can kick rocks she can i hope she has a very inconvenient life i hope that she steps on legos on a regular basis i hope she stubs her toe (laughs) on the fucking corner going into her fucking bathroom in the middle of the night like i hope she fucking stubs her toe on some shit because it's too small because she could have had a gigantic she could have she could have had a gigantic (laughs) bathroom because she could have had a check she could have a bathroom with no walls truly that's what rich people do just like I have a house with no walls. I'm like, how's that work? It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm rich. I don't have to have exactly. Walls she fucked up. Um, let's see. <laughs> I, there's there is a question from another. It's one related to Final Fantasy 14. Um, Bocash the Infinite <laughs> asks, uh, "What's your favorite Final Fantasy 14 class quest line?" Um, of all the class quests that I have played so far, the most fun one is Dancer because it feels like a fucking like step up movie where it's like you're dancing to save the people. Like you got to save the people through the power of dance. And it's it's great. Um, I'm gonna look just one more. Let's see. Let's see. Um, let's. Uh, that's yeah. This one's from uh, Lurper Lurper as well. Um, Marvel has come to you to adapt some uh, some of their uh, characters into a Magical Girl series. Uh, who who would it be? Um, I would. I mean, straight up Wanda Maximoff. Like I, she's basically like they. She's basically a magical girl. She is her her hex uh, magic mm-hmm. stuff is like she can do whatever she wants yeah. and make whatever she wants. So she's she is a magical yeah, girl absolutely. for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I would like to see all of the Avengers though, um, just because that's already yeah. a team. Um, but all have to go through. Um, well, I mean, what do you th- what do you think about it when Iron Man puts his like suit on? That is a magical it is. girl transformation. It absolutely is a magical girl transformation. And w- when when Banner turns into the Hulk, that is a magical girl transformation when it he is. Hulk's out. You're absolutely right. Like. Like we're just seeing it in real time. If it was anime, you would see it in slow motion, magical mm-hmm. real time. Where like we would see each leg individually, mm-hmm. we would see each pant rip individually. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say one one thing that I will, see those nuts I'll, get huge. Sorry, <laughs> no, I was, gonna, I was just gonna say because you're talking about the Hulk really quick. Just like one thing that I will say, oh, it's uh-huh. tangentially related to that. Um, that mm-hmm. that Avengers game is okay. Um, I will say that they gave the Hulk a fucking wagon in that game, so I appreciate them for doing that. <laughs> You see his wagon get huge. You see his bulge you get do. huge. It's all a magical world mm-hmm. transformation. It's mm-hmm. great. I love that for him. We just have a picnic. Have a picnic. Yeah, on. you you really could. 
between between each cheek, <laughs> like just like spread right there in the middle between oh. the cheeks. Just cozy. Mm-hmm. Keep you warm during the winter months. It's like being between some love sacks. Yeah, truly. <laughs> I love it. Truly. Go to the mall. Nestle yourself between those things love are so sacks. expensive for no reason. They're they're the most expensive bean bags in the world. And the things that you if something happens to them, they're just yeah. ruined. Like I bought one for super cheap from a friend who was just like gotta throw it away. And then like uh my cat like peed on it and it's like cool, this has never come out of this. Like it soaked through the cover and got into like whatever the oh, thing is. Good. And I was just Toss like it. this is done. This is throw nothing gonna happen. This is now just one pit, one huge piss ball. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't do anything with it. <laughs> and on that note about piss balls, <laughs> we are gonna wrap up. Thank y'all for joining us again. That's where the piss is stored, DJ. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for joining us for another ridiculous episode of the Magical Boys podcast. Um, we love y'all very much. And you can keep up with us on social media at the, Magic- at the Magical Boys on Twitter. And if you want to talk to us about cat piss balls, you can, you can, you can tweet at us. <laughs> Um, if you want to talk to me about Final Fantasy fourteen or Oh cool. Oh. cool DJ. <laughs> You're like, if you want to talk about Casper Balls, uh, get yeah, hold of just, us. Which and if you want to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen, get, get a hold of, of me. DJ, which means I'm just gonna No, get no, what I was gonna say, way. what I was mm-hmm. going to say, if you want to talk about Supermarket Sweep, like talk to Ruben oh, about Ruben, Supermarket Sweep. Talk to no, no, I don't want to take away your joy. Talk to <laughs> Oh my gosh. Just just me screaming every time. It's like, who has the Pop-Tarts? You're on yeah. <laughs> the old one. It's, it's so oh stupid. Oh my god. Oh my god. That show is a treasure. It is an absolute treasure. You, everybody should watch it. Um, but in all seriousness, you can find me on social media <laughs> at, at OATJ. That's... DJ, I have to find... I'm sorry, but I have to find the episode so I can send it Please to send you. it to me. There is, one where, there is one where the old host, someone is just like coming in hot with the cart because they're just yeah. like they've lost control yeah. of their lives. This supermarket sweep is de- life or death, and they just nail the host in the nuts with a cart, and it's just, like, such a... Please send me that clip. ...moment. And then it happens again, like, a couple minutes later. I love it. I it's love that. wild. No, Sorry. It's, anyway, it's tell people where you're at. Um, but yeah, you can find me on the internet, on on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at oh, hey, DJ. That's O-H-H-E-Y-D-J on everything. And yeah, like... I'm just constantly being a dumbass that is very online. Um, and where can they find you, my dear sweet friend? Oh, uh, you guys can find me um, at Rubots, R-O-O-B-O-T-S, on Twitter. Um, not much else, because I, I don't, I, I just, I have an Instagram I don't yeah, use. Um, but you can also, you can also follow um, my my partner's Not Safe for Work art, if you, you want should, to. Very good. Uh, her Twitter blew up out good. of nowhere. As it should. So, as, as it, it should. should. She's been working for a long as time. It uh, spicy kips k-i-p-p-s uh she'd be embarrassed if she knew that i told people <laughs> follow that um but um yeah uh just that's thank you thank you thank, <laughs> thank you just thank you just thank you all for listening to this podcast that comes out once every two for hours. real honestly again um and you know just try to stay safe out there please continue to wear a mask if you're getting vaccinated congratulations on getting vaccinated um but please continue Mm -hmm. even when you do get fully vaccinated still go out and wear a mask be safe respect others respect the essential workers be kind to people um fuck gina carano don't be a fucking anti-semite or a transphobe and just if someone if, if someone offers you that bag just 
rethink just figure out why it's wrong you're selling that yeah, shit and, and get that back yeah don't, just like collect the check and don't be don't do that publicly if someone was like here's five hundred thousand dollars if i was a racist and someone was like i'll give you half a million dollars to stop being a racist i would i would try so fucking hard i would be like get some people in here tell me how to not be uh, anti-semite yeah. how to how to not be all these oh things. my god it's if i it. was given five hundred thousand dollars y'all would never see me again y'all can give me five thousand disney can give me all that money just i'm not any of this yeah things. so just they could just I'll give just me her check just give like me i don't even want to be in the show like just give me her check that that's all that i must if they want me to be in it i will be but yeah I'm, I'm not like I'm, it's not like I'm, a requirement like i'm not like the biggest star wars fan in the world so i'm not like i, not, I don't no. really have to be there but like but I'll, I'll do, I'll do it. it i'll i'll be it i'll be a chatty yeah, droid I'll, yeah i'll be a droid whatever whatever like i'll be in the background like that's fine but just give me the check cut the check disney cut the check Good night. Goodbye. Let me touch let me touch Pedro Pascal. Please. I just wanna be I just wanna be on set with him and tell him how much that I love him. That's all that I want. That's, That's all. all. I think it's a very fair, a very fair request. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>